Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Random Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Jason. And I'm Elvis. Forgot this. <laughs> you don't know your name? <laughs> Elvis, the guy that hasn't been here for five episodes? Something like that. But is now here because we've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Mm-hmm. A game I usually usually only play co-op. And co-op. Yes, co-op. Yeah. Yeah. We actually dragged him from his school back home. Specifically for his purpose. We kidnapped him in the middle of the night. They brought him here. Specifically to A, play Donkey Kong, and then B, share impressions on this very episode, which we're calling It's On, like, well, you know. Ugh. Yep, it's a horrible title, but I don't want to get sued if I say it's on Donkey Kong, because as you may recall, it was a publicity stunt for the last Donkey Kong, Nintendo actually copyrighted that phrase. So, in the interest of fair use, in the interest of not getting sued, we're doing the worst title we have ever done, and we are embracing it, we are well, loving it, and we are loving ourselves for it. So with that... <laughs> is it really our worst title? I don't know. You people tell us which one is our worst title. Yeah, you know what? Here's up. Here's up. Leave a comment on the site. Let us know which title is the worst. Also, while you're on the site, conveniently, if you go to this episode, you can get a list of all the topics we're discussing, which include um, some new indie games, uh, also impressions of Unepic, which you've been playing, Jose. That one game. That one game. Yeah. And um, some info on Yoshi's New Island and Smash Bros. So you can get timestamps to end those specific topics and... You know, jump to that part of the podcast, or listen to the whole thing, or listen to none of it, but I'm going to come to your house and make you listen to it, so you might as well just leave it on at this point. Probably not. I think it is. It might be a lie. I might be lying. I might not have any sort of weird serial killer personality at all. He does. No, so what's thanks. up with Nintendo? Well, you know, they're in this Pretty bunch of... Pretty random. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, that, that's a great... Uh, so yeah, I guess we should... The, the thing that's up these last couple of weeks is uh, the indie game announcements. There seems to be this... I don't know what triggered it. I don't know why, but there's some sort of weird influx of new indie games coming to Wii U and 3DS that were just announced. Maybe because Game Developers Conference is kicking off in a week or two. Um, is that time of I'm year? Not sure. It's that time of year. There, I have no more to say there. It's that time of year, yes. Uh, it's March 17th, I feel like, is when it's happening. But uh, so yes. as such, there's indie games being announced. And uh, that's, I feel like that's the majority of news that happened the last few weeks. So we might as well cover some more interesting ones. Yeah? So what indie games got announced? Oh, um, let me let me tell you. The, the first is... The first game actually... This one, to me, is the most intriguing of the bunch. I, you can assess for yourself, but... Uh, because of the price? Well, I mean, it's supposedly affordable. Because <laughs> it's got affordable space Isn't in it. everything affordable? That depends on how much money you have. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A valid point. Sir. It's a good thing we dragged you up here for that one valid point. Uh, never mind Donkey Kong. That, that alone was worth it. No, but uh, the game's called Horrible Space Adventures, and it's actually, the reason I find it so intriguing is it's from two pretty well-established Nintendo-leaning indie developers, like guys that have experience on the platform and bring multiple games to the platform, well, some games. Um, it's by Napnock, who are the makers of Spin the Ball at Bumpy's Party, which has gone on to win all sorts of awards, and it's what? by, yeah, like, various indie awards and oh, stuff. Also found its way to my Wii U somehow. It did find its way to It just snuck into your Wii U, onto your Wii U in the middle of the night and <laughs> yep. caught in... Made a home for itself. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, Nifless is the other developer, who you might not know the name of, but you probably know their games, Night Sky and Knit Underground. Ooh, I really like Night Sky. So the two of them... Knit Underground? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. The the 3DS one with the little ball. Oh, yeah. I've seen, but yeah. That's pretty pretty cool. cool. I'm glad you both find it pretty cool in unison like that. (laughs) (laughs) It is that cool. Yeah, but... That's for Knit, I don't know. I don't know if I'm... Knit was... When I played Knit at Indie Game Back on cover... It looks fine, but I mean, I don't know... For the, it reminds me of VVVVV for some reason. I don't know. I, I don't know what state. Before we could v, proceed, v, v, that v, naming v, v, a game VVVVVV. No, it's only five V's. VVVVVV is a horrible name for a game. Yeah. 
No, you said it right, but it just sounds ridiculous. Next, what's the sequel? V V V V V V. Two. Is it that, or is it the next letter in the alphabet? Yeah, it's whatever. Is it www It looks like a lot of Ws. It does. That's the thing about Vs when you combine maybe it's them w- with Ws. W- wow, we are going Whoa. nowhere with this. So how about we... Maybe it's the start of a web address. Huh. Maybe over the course of the game you find a whole URL and you find out that Affordable Space um, Adventures is what they were... That's the wrong developer. But, uh... Okay, you don't need to form it with your hands. <laughs> so He's forming it with his hands. Huh. Anyway, Affordable Space <laughs> Adventures, uh, I'm going to try and get this back on track. For anyone who toughed it out for those few minutes, pat yourself on the back. But, uh, <laughs> so, so this game, Affordable Space Adventures, is a new Wii U exclusive downloadable tile that uh, Napnock and Nifless are making together. And they're describing it as kind of a stealth puzzler, which is an interesting combination of stealth words. Puzzler. Stealth puzzler. In that you take control of a ship, you're flying off 2D, in a 2D space, 2D plane, side-scrolling, and you're exploring this mysterious planet... And the core gameplay is all about um, configuring your ship in certain ways to avoid contact with the planet's creatures. So you're uh, you're basically sneaking around, and how you go about dodging them is where the puzzle elements come in, I assume. But you're, you're not only um, <laughs> you're not <laughs> sure you're not only uh, trying to avoid them. You're also trying to scan every, all the creatures to learn more about the planet and whatnot. So uh, most of the ship's controls, and this is why it's Wii exclusive, are on the gamepad. So everything about the ships, like the ship's vitals and all that, you see on the gamepad, and you're using the gamepad to control things like thrusters and keep tabs on, yeah, you like that word, I'm sure, <laughs> and keep tabs on uh, on that sort of thing. And um, the developers are saying that th- what they're calling it is, um, they're calling it a heads-down display. Because, you know, like what they call when you have like the lives and whatnot on the screen on a TV, it's called a heads-up display. Yeah. So they're saying it's a heads-down display because it's on the gamepad. But it's really still a heads-up display. But, Just yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, and there's a thing. So, the game could have only been possible on the Wii U. On the Wii U, because yeah, because it's uh, they're they're splitting it between screens because it's gonna be like Zombie U. What's happening on the TV won't pause if you're messing with the gamepad. You have to monitor the ship and do what's on the TV simultaneously at all times, basically. Like you're actually there. Like you're actually there in a flat 2D world. That's t- technology, dude. I know, right? Why hasn't Nintendo done that with the Wii U with um like the Steel Diver game kind of thing? Give it time. We'll see how Steel Diver Subwars does on 3DS. I downloaded it. Haven't played it. <laughs> you know, it's fine. We have a whole episode about it. Last episode, in fact. Was that I don't know. The whole episode was about it, but diving into the deep. Yeah, it's actually alright. Yeah, I told you this is the worst title. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, this game. So, Affordable Space Adventures is launching in the fall. And when it comes out, it's got multiple difficulty levels. It's going to have some sort of multiplayer element. The way they're describing it in a uh, interview with with gaming site Gamma Sutra. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Uh, they, uh, they, suggested, they, they suggested that the multiplayer might not be true multiplayer. It might be kind of how Game & Wario did it, where really one person's playing, but other people can be like, do this now! And shout, and shout at them while they're watching on the TV. In which case, I don't consider that real multiplayer. You, but You could say that about any game. I know, but they're pitching it that way. So, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I mean, the pairing of developers isn't really what you'd expect like but it makes sense because Nifilis does this really like atmospheric moody like dark but also kind of colorful games where it's a lot of like you know uh, silhouettes with colorful backgrounds that's all they've done huh yeah sounds indie and uh it is indie yeah. and uh meanwhile Napnock is known for doing different control like their big thing is coming up with new controller interfaces like I think Bump- Spin the Ball Bumpy's Party is probably the craziest but even this is a little different than what a lot of games do this being Affordable Space Adventures so 
the the ability to bridge like one's really good atmospheric vibe, so another one's good control schemes. Into this game is actually kind of cool in my opinion. But um, and then the trailer actually they had some really cool, like the lighting effects in that like that Nifles or I guess they're the ones that are doing the lighting effects. Like it's just your ship with a little spotlight in the light. It, it's nothing amazing, but it looks really good. Like I thought it was cool. But uh, hmm. yeah, they're basically complementing each other's strengths. So it should make for an interesting game. That's I don't know, definitely on my watch list. Don't is this that. something that's been done before, like indie collaborations? Not, not quite like this that I'm aware of, but I'm sure in the past there's been similar things. Huh. But, but you know what's weird? The weirdest thing about this is this isn't the only 2D silhouetted side-scrolling space adventure where you play as a ship, not a person, coming to the Wii Wii Shop in, this year. There's another one that was announced like within days of this one called Forma Eight, and it's uh. It's basically the same idea. Oh, You're it's like the whole DreamWorks Pixar thing. Yeah, it's Ants and a Bug's Life. Yeah, they go, we discovered now, water physics. Let's make a water no, physics Yeah, movie. now to Forma 8's <laughs> credit, and it might actually be called Forma.8. I'm not sure. There's a period between the A and the 8, but I'm just going to ignore it because I can. But you don't believe? Yeah, it's not. I hope it's not like that. But, um, yeah, so it's a similar art style. It's a similar gameplay mechanic. But this one, while the other one's more exploratory and stealth, Forma 8 is a lot more... Um, metroidvania like straight up it's more actiony they're you're you're moving at a slightly faster clip and to the developer's credit there it's an italian team named mixed bag they uh is it the mixed bag i hope not i hope they realize their name <laughs> is actually kind of not good for publicity purposes hey have you heard about format a oh mixed bag yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that will not go over well but uh yeah it's it's a little more fast-paced but it has a similar like the world silhouette the background's more co- the background's colorful in this case a lot more vibrant than um than affordable space adventures because it's, it's a little less it actually looks like knit underground or night sky in some ways like more so than even affordable space adventures does hmm. but um like i was starting to say it's basically metrovania you start with nothing you start collecting things over the course of the game new weapons new skills as you explore this planet it's like and, a very uh, safe and pretty much it's like a, yeah. the definition of what an indie game is these days. Metroidvania. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, yeah, and it's very action-adventure gameplay. The only difference is instead of being grounded, you're flying. But that, that's about it. What a um, twist. Yeah, and also, like a lot of other indie games, here's one you probably haven't heard before, there's no verbal communication in the game. The story's only oh, told through the images and the sounds. Oh. Now, I know like I'm, 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 I know like I'm, I know I sound like I'm being a little hard on these guys. I'm sure the game's going to be fine. I mean, They've been developing it for over two years. So when they started, it was very original. The <laughs> problem is the trends have caught up with them. And there's a game that's just like it that looks a little cooler. And I really hate <laughs> to be comparing the two of them, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm I mean sure... they're literally working with what they have. I mean, what else are they going to make? Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be good. It's just not quite as yeah. special as Affordable Space Adventures looks like it could be. So, I mean... Funny how that didn't work out for Braid. The whole story thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, wait, no, Braid, what? The the one where you time... Yeah, 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 yeah. Braid did the no story thing. No, well, exactly, but nobody knew what the story was. And the, the, the oh, right, right, was yeah, right, because right, he had gotcha. a really deep story. Gotcha. And yeah, and everyone misinterpreted yeah. what the game was. He was like, oh, man, yeah. the game is cool, and he was like, oh, man, and like, wow. Yeah. Be happy and they enjoyed the comment- game. Yeah, and his commentary on societal stuff, right, yeah. But, um... I mean, sure, like, I could see where it's coming from. Like, he worked really hard on the game, really wants people to get it. But, yeah. I mean, still be happy making money yeah. <laughs> but it's an art it's not just about money <laughs> it's about expressing a message to the people indie people <laughs> i will say though that like a lot, of these, a lot of these indie guys are actually i mean some of them are super like 
stuck up and like, oh, I make indie games. And they have like curly mustaches. But a lot of them are actually <laughs> normal, nice people. I met a bunch of them at IndieCade. Like the guys, you and me? Like you and me. They are people like the rest of us. Yeah, no, but like the guys behind Armillo, the guys behind Shovel Knight, they're really nice guys. Um, Yeah, that's all I had on that thought. <laughs> but but no, I was just going to say about Format like I really don't mean to bash it. Just bad timing that it was not so close to the other. But I'm sure if you're a Metroidvania fan, it's going to be good. It's just missing that little extra oomph of Full Space Adventure, at least at first glance. That is pretty important. I'm still keeping, yes, I'm still keeping an eye on it, at least personally, just to see where it goes, but right now, of the two, I'm leaning more towards affordable. Well, you know what I'm leaning more <laughs> Neither. Yeah, guacamole. Or, that was a transition, I did not even pick up on that, yeah. when you are saying that. Super up. Turbo Championship Edition. Yeah, so. Every, literally every single Super Nintendo Street Fighter game all in one we should call this episode Super Turbo Championship Edition <laughs> uh, but yeah so Guacamelee has been on what Steam and Playstation up till now it was a PS3 mm. exclusive for a while and, and then, then Steam and Vita yeah. and now it's coming to everyone else so for those who haven't actually played Guacamelee before essentially it's a uh, action platformer with some Mexican flair so to speak like it's based on Mexican um, folklore and a few other things and what it is is you're just washed like up Day of the Dead themed essentially. yeah essentially you're just washed yeah, up wrestler to know that what what like for those who haven't played have you played it no but I read about it that's right no you should say for those that don't know anything about it you said for those that haven't played it okay okay <laughs> alright for those who have never heard of Guacamelee what it's about is it's Mexican folklore, and basically you're just washer wrestler, and um, you're fighting skeletons, you're fighting undead, you're going stage to stage, beating them up. It all kind of looks sort of Samurai Jack-ish mm-hmm. in surprised. graphic style. It's also Metroidvania-ish. Is it? Yeah. I would not have guessed that. I thought it was straight up action platformer. And the biggest surprise huh. is all that detail, I mean all that description about it, and you can beat it like in an hour. Yeah, we could talk about it longer than you could. Is it that short? Uh, it may be like longer than an hour, but it's definitely like that I'm not exaggerating. Right, right. Huh. Well, good thing they're adding stuff to the to this mode. Because basically, to this version. Because basically, uh, for Wii U, they're bringing the entire original game over. And it did get good reviews, even if it was kind of short. And they, um, they're now adding stuff on top of that. So it's going to have all the previously released DLC. It's got a whole bunch of new stuff, too. Uh, there's a newly expanded story. There's new game areas, new weapons, new bosses, new a new boss, new enemies. Just a whole lot of new. So they're <laughs> fleshing it out a little. So, um... Yeah, that's that's it's kind of cool to see a game that was one of the like highlights of the indie scene on PlayStation now making its way to Wii U as well as other systems. But for us, to Wii U, so um, perhaps the most interesting thing to me about it, though is that they're the guys at Drinkbox who made the original are not making the Wii U version. They are outsourcing it to Broken Rules. That name might not be familiar, but Broken Rules are the guys behind Chasing Aurora. And okay, so it is familiar. Oh, the bird behind one. Chasing Aurora and back on the WiiWare behind uh, and yet it moves. So these guys have experience with Nintendo platforms. They know how to make stuff for them. So well, it's I mean, in good hands. Isn't the coding or well, the game already there? They're just they have to, yeah. But I'm just saying, like it's in. They have to transition it over. And in the case of Wii U, they have to add Wii U gamepad support oh. in some form. And Broken Rules has experience. They had a launch title, so it's in good hands. They replied but, to my kind comment on them. Oh, did they? Yeah, they That's did. nice. Because I like their game. Okay. Chasing Aurora. Oh right. Bird tag. Mm-hmm. Bird tag. Bird good at it. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, uh, yeah. I lost my train of thought because we're talking about Jason. Oh, right. I was just going to say that the, there's no date for when we're getting Guacamelee. So in the meantime, just keep playing Chasing Aurora. 
<laughs> That's basically how. But no, uh, speaking of WeWare, actually, since we were kind of, since I mentioned that, you know, uh, Broken Rules cuts teeth on WeWare, there's actually another, I don't know if you guys remember, but back when uh, Swords and Soldiers first came out. That, I heard that game. Yeah, back when it first came what out. You know what it was? Never Hold on. It's a, it's a side-scrolling real-time strategy game of sorts. But uh, back when it first came out, it's on like every platform under the sun right now. But back when it first came out, it was a WeWare exclusive for a that. while. Yeah, and then they started releasing on other platforms. What does the game look like? So now, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, but I was just going to say that now, I guess, kind of in tribute to its origins and its roots, uh, the developers at Ronimo have announced that the sequel... Ronimo, the people behind Awesome Notes? Yep, same guys. Crazy. This came first. <laughs> but yeah, Ronimo, the guys behind Awesome Notes, have announced that the sequel... I don't remember because of their C- logo. I like you were to say that. What? Sounds like you were paid to say that, Ronimo. <laughs> <laughs> Ronimo? Oh, you mean the guys behind the wonderful, high-rated, top-tier Awesome Knots? Available now on your favorite download service? I love those guys. Look, I literally saw the name Ronimo, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, Ronimo. Yeah, they, they, their first big game was Swords and Soldiers. They released it on WiiWare. Hell, they too. We just said that. <laughs> Their engine is called Ronatech. Right. Hold, Ron Hold on, Elvis, Elvis. We, we, I said, Swords and Soldiers, you right. I had that. <laughs> I, I was thinking, look, I was playing the game with But yeah, what I was going to say is um, they're now going back to their roots, both in terms of Nintendo platform and in terms of the game. Swords and Soldiers 2 is coming out on Wii U as an exclusive eShop title. I'm thinking about Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, sure, it has the word sword in it. But I have both anyways. So. Never played them. Humble Bumble, Humble Bundle. <laughs> for one game and well um, you know Humble Bumble was right too because pretty much bumbling through this the right Humble now, Bumble so Bundle Humble Bumble Bundle <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, so Swords, Swords, Sword and Soldiers 2 Wii U exclusive later this year at least for now I have a feeling it'll eventually go to every platform but to answer your question Jose uh, of what it is <laughs> anticipation yeah I hope you weren't holding your breath there you probably would have died uh, to answer your question, it's basically your, it's a 2D side-scrolling, very cartoony-looking real-time strategy game. You play as Vikings, and in the first game, it had some silly plot, like, make sh- don't let your pie get stolen or your pizza get stolen or something weird like that. But for this one, it's about saving the world, which is kind of a big leap. I mean, if all you had to do is protect a slice of pizza and I have to save the whole world, that that's a lot to put on someone. But, um, it's, yeah, it's a side-scrolling real-time strategy game. It's not, like, super heavy on the real-time strategy part, like, um, you do stuff, you know, you're collecting resources, you're recruiting troops, you're utilizing upgrades and special, and, like, getting special abilities, and you're building towers, but that's pretty much it. You're not, like, building different buildings, you're not, like, you know, sending hordes, it's side-scrolling, so it's just you and your guys going, and you and your other, and the other guys coming at you, and you have towers, that's Mm. about it. So for the sequel, it's supposed to be pretty good. For the sequel, we don't know much about it, they released a one-minute teaser, which shows basically that the Vikings are back. That the gameplay... I don't even know if the gameplay was in there, but they've said that the gameplay is going to be similar to the original. I mean, if it's a sequel, it kind of has to be. So, um... Yeah, so they're going to be showing it at Game Developers Conference. Uh, I believe they're showing it at Game Developers Conference in a couple weeks, so we should hopefully know more at that point. But, I mean, you know, a game that had its roots on WiiWare and then exploded onto every platform known to man... Even the Atari Lynx. It, uh, <laughs> it, that's, a, that, that's a lie. It, um, yeah, it's cool to see it come back to come back home, so to speak. Oh. And I don't mean PlayStation Home. I'm full of these references oh, to obscure God. services. Nobody likes PlayStation Home. Except my friend. Is your friend a nobody? Apparently your friend's a nobody. Well, I mean, did they actually use it? I mean, I had fun messing around with people until I got my friend in trouble. We got, like, a letter 
Sending them to stop a letter, it. like in the mail. Well, no, uh, well, not, not a letter. There's a message on his PlayStation, like saying, like, "Oh, he's gonna get reported and get his account banned," because we were just bugging people. Yeah. We were being that person. You're being that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Also, you, you know, funny saying... story about Jose. He's always <laughs> that guy. You don't know it on the podcast. He's very well mannered and, and quiet, but in real life, I'm even more well mannered and quiet. Yeah, he's that guy. I didn't mean the jerk. I meant the the like perfect person. That's Jason. I'm not sure. So mean. I'm hardly. Anyway, so Inafune has been working on something. Who's Inafune? This one's very familiar. Yeah, he does. Really? Come on, guys. I'm tipping my tongue. Come on, guys. All right, Uh, all right, all right. right. I'll give you some hints. So, uh, Inafune, whose first name is like Kaiji, Keiji, K E. Keiji Inafune. Oh, the Mega Man dude. There you go. There you go. Okay. So that this is a nice little transition into what's going on on the 3DS indie scene, and that's that. Uh, there's a new game coming out called Azure Striker Gunvolt. Azure. Azure Striker Gunvolt. And it's, um, it's, like, uh, the name is pretty much strung together gibberish, but the name behind it <laughs> is Inafude, and that's a name we all know, because he's the guy behind Mega Man, he's the guy behind current crowdsource darling My Number 9. Mega Man. Mega Man. And he's the exec producer of this new game coming exclusively to the eShop on the 3DS, and um, it's essentially if Meg, if my number nine is what my number nine is to Mega Man, Gunvolt is to Mega Man Zero. Hmm. So it's a spiritual successor of Mega Man Wait, Zero. That, that was some high level math they could not follow. I, I could tell. Not follow that that was Mighty Number Nine is me, is the spiritual successor of Mega Man oh, from the creators okay. of Mega Man. Uh, Gunvolt is a spiritual successor of Mega Man Zero from the development team behind Mega Man Zero, which is a company called uh, Inti Creates. Just the faster in Mega Man game. Yeah. And so for this one, it's got to be the same sprite-based gameplay. It's got to be very fast, very action-y. Um, the premise is that it's in a futuristic world, which what? they all are. <laughs> right. right, okay. Talk you heard this one before. It's in a futuristic world set in the future, not it's... the past. And <laughs> I have to stop it... you right there. <laughs> and it, uh, it, uh, every... Some people have psychic abilities in this futuristic Whoa, world. Whoa, that's new. Yeah, I mean, it's like the X-Men in the future, except not really. But the point is, they have psychic abilities, and there's this company, this conglomerate, that's trying to harness those abilities for their own profit and gain and, gain and whatever. Company. And this guy, Gunvolt, that's not only the name of the game, but the name of the protagonist, too. picturing Gunman Clyde. No, Gunvolt. I know, but... Think of, it's Gunman Clyde with lightning. Not really at all. But anyway, <laughs> his special ability, uh, Gunvolt's special ability is he can harness lightning, because each psychic person has a special psychic ability, all of which are different. Because how sense. else do you come up with theme bosses unless everyone has their own special theme? There you go. So Gunvolt can... Pretty much. Like, they're not, you know, they're not... That's not what the game's about, so it's fine. That's <laughs> super simple. But the game's just about action gameplay. And as Gunvolt, you can harness lightning in the form of bullets. Shock. Or you can do it... Oh, no pun intended there. When I said shock. No pun intended. Or you can do it... Um, you can summon, like, big lightning bolts that look like they clear the stage completely of enemies. And as you go through the game, you get new abilities. There's one in the trailer where it's like, this chain link electric fence appears. So I guess not only can he summon lightning, he can summon metal to build a nice chain link fence First on the spot and then have the lightning cur- go through it. I don't know how he does that so quickly. He must have a really good team of contractors. <laughs> I'm sure it's explaining the game. I'm sure it's not. Let's be realistic. This is a Japanese action game. There's nothing explained. But once it's based on the feature and so if you don't understand, you can't question anything. Exactly. But no, the, the gameplay itself actually does look very good. I know I'm being a little snarky, but honestly, it, uh, it looks fun. It's super Mega Man Zero, so it's super action super fast. There's different bosses with different abilities that you have to fight in the trailer. They showed one who basically has portal-style wormholes. So he'll punch one way, and then the 
hand will come out the other way at a different part of the screen, so you have to like double dodge him basically. There's another guy who I'm can basically what? <laughs> Nothing pretty cool. <laughs> you don't sound serious. There's another guy who uh who basically is a fire boss. He can do control explosions at will. So the token each of these guys what? The token fireballs? Pretty much. So each of these guys have their own special thing. They're all steam bosses and you're fighting them with your lightning dude. That's pretty much it. Uh, no word on if it's going to be 3D versus 2D. Like, it's all sprite-based, but no word if there'll be depth to no. the levels. But uh, it does look pretty cool, and it's com- confirmed to be coming to both America and Japan. Um, Japan this summer, America no date yet. Oh. But hey, we are getting it, so. And given how good the Zero games are, it's just like another little feather in the cap of the 3DS's excellent lineup. I mean, seriously, like, there's a insane, like... First party wise, there's a bunch. Third party wise, there's a bunch. And now they just keep piling on things, things like this. Like I never would have expected a new zero, and here we are with a new zero under a different name. So that that was the big 3DS indie game. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pick it up. But, but have you guys ever played the Mega Man Zeros? Yeah, I've played them a little bit. They're pretty fun, but never. I guess enough to pick it up. I was never. I don't know. I mean, I I literally just started getting interested in Mega Man, the Mega Man games, right? Like in general, they just never really caught my attention for too much for some reason or another. Right, but uh, this would be really hard. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm assuming this will be. That, I assume that will be true for uh, Gunvolt as well. I mean, it just like that, that. I feel like there's a lack of difficult games on 3ds. Zelda was pretty short. Oh, Yoshi's New Island's gonna be pretty easy, I'm sure. So it is kind of nice to have like a hardcore Mega Man-ish platformer. It's probably gonna be reasonably affordable, so it might be a good chance to jump. I mean, if it's a download title, so it might be a good chance for you to finally jump in. So many affordable games. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody. They're making it too easy to build the backlog, even on the Wii U, which is... Which is almost impossible, if you think. (laughs) In theory, on paper, it should be impossible to have a Wii U backlog. Yet, I do. You do. I have two and a half pages full of games on the Wii U. I I don't don't have that many, but... I have a fair number. Me? Mm -hmm. Um, I got to beat half of them, and I... I don't know, I play them all. Except... Maybe like two or three of the the virtual console ones because I kind of just got them because they were on sale because they were a buck. Oh, the thirty cent deal, a buck because I already had them previously. Oh, right, the transfer. Yeah, yeah, the quote unquote transfer. Yeah, that's the Templeman. That's the next game. I was gun. I had a segue. So Gunvolt <laughs> isn't the only. Ga- I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't care. So Gunvolt isn't the only game news out of Japan for the 3DS indie scene. There's also the Templeman who are now on their third oh, adventure. Clever. Like transition. No. Oh, I do have a clever transition. The Dempamen come by wave, electric waves. You know what? And you know what Gunvolt had? Lightning. So Gunvolt is summoning Dempamen. No, this is going nowhere. So Dempamen is coming from Japan. Yeah, it's uh, the new game. The third one in the series is subtitled The Rise of Digital. And it's not digital. It's digital. (laughs) Like a toll road. Uh Uh-oh. Microtransactions. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you see a a Dempamen in your AR, like camera AR, that'd be $2 to capture him. I hope not. That'd be awful. There's no way. But, uh, yeah, it's called Digital. It's going to both North America and Europe's eShops this summer with a demo hitting in May. Yeah, it's not like the, the U.S. is getting a lot of stuff. Yeah. Except that Mario Kart special edition. Yet. Yeah. Probably won't. We should probably mention that at some point in this podcast. Now's a good time as any. So Mario Kart, just Do offhand remark. Anything that Europe yeah. gets? Yeah, uh, no. Um, usually Europe doesn't get what we get, so. Mm, I'm yeah, sure they Nintendo got that off some, like, trophies I mean, from Nintendo stuff. 
I know, the Mario Kart trophy. Oh, they get a lot of Mario Kart stuff we don't get, specifically. But yeah, what they're doing in Europe, for those who haven't Sonic heard... Sonic Generation bump? Oh, that's not Nintendo. I, I know, that's but, not still, but it's still Europe. It's Sonic, it's practically Nintendo. Yeah, but it's like, right, whatever. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say, though, is, the, for those who haven't heard, the limited edition Mario Kart 8 thing that they're doing in Europe is they're bundling a little blue shell on a stand with the game for an extra 10 or 20 bucks. So cool. So cool. I hope... I'll put it this way. The last time Nintendo did a special edition of a Wii U game, it was Wind Waker and Ganon, and the Ganondorf figurine, which was released on both sides of the Atlantic. So presumably... We're not going to get it? No. We will. That's what I'm saying. We, we, did. Did, we just didn't get the, the, the plastic case We didn't get the two... It. Yeah, but oh, we got... Sure. But they did it on both sides. Even then, they still get something better. But we'll still get something, maybe. Hopefully. I'm sure we'll cover it in more depth once it's announced for America. But If it's announced for America. But yeah, that's something to keep on your radar, Americans, and something you Europeans that I know you're out there... Yeah. Go, yeah, for real. Nice. Go buy it. It's cool. Buy it so we can vicariously own it through you. eBay. But anyway, Dempaman. Yeah, eBay, exactly. <laughs> Dempaman. Um, so it is, I mean, Dempaman's kind of, I feel like they're releasing these a little too quickly, but Dempaman 3 is basically the Can't same. Keep up. I more like Never the same game <laughs> three times over. But Dempaman, uh, for those who haven't played it, I know you. Gotcha. Are you aware well, of how it works? Though? Well, we fit the demo. It's like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. It's you the, explore you, an area, yeah. you walk around. Random? No. Is it random encounter? Yeah, no, it's not randomly generated, which is how they're able to keep releasing them, is that it's not random. Oh, no, I'm, I'm in the sense The dungeons that, are not random. No, I'm not talking about the dungeons. I'm talking about the battles. Oh, no, oh. So you're So you're, like, spelunking through a dungeon, you see treasure chests, you walk in a grid, and then you enter a battle, you pick your people's moves, and then they all attack. Super RPG-ish. And, yeah, pretty much it. But you forgot, you forgot the key part of the game, and that's the Dempamen themselves. See, the Dempamen... Using the AR camera, you scan the environment wherever there's Wi-Fi, <laughs> or a Wi-Fi signal. You scan the environment anywhere, and if there's Wi-Fi in the area, that will generate a special... The Wi-Fi it picks up in the area, whether you're connected or not, the signal it picks up is what... The ones and zeros in that signal is what generate these randomly generated Dempamen. And you get different Dempamen with different abilities. You can also scan QR codes, any QR code, to get random Dempamen as well. That was what they added in the second game. Cool, so, right? it actually is a really cool concept. Did they come back so, in the second one? But, <laughs> Did you just say the subtitle is a normal sentence? <laughs> the first game was called Dempamen, they come by wave. You're like, oh, do they come by wave in the second one? Yes, oh, in the second acknowledge one. It. In the, <laughs> I didn't know that was on print. No, in the second one, it's, it's, it's by wave and by QR. That's what it was called? No. <laughs> no, I was explaining how it works. QR? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not sure what the second one's called, to be honest. But Dempamen 2, the sequel. Dempamen 2. It's not like a movie. Get dempered. But, uh, Make it waves. Get dempt. But no, uh, what's new in this one, they're keeping the method of how you find them the same, but what's new in this one is that, uh, the Dempamen now bring homes with them. Each Dempamen has a house, which they had before, but what's different now is you can customize the homes, almost Animal Crossing style, a little. So, you can also... You're this is, on the Animal Crossing bandwagon. Everyone is. There's Disney. Now Dempa. Disney, too. Uh, like Disney's Magical, Magical World. Yeah, it's coming uh, to 3DS pretty much in April. Animal Crossing, but with Disney. With Disney developed oh, by Namco, cool. published by Nintendo. Disney characters, they yep. have their names. Yep, you do different tasks for them and different chores for them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah. What I was going to say, though, is the other major change in Dumbledore. Play me. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. Damn, you keep getting cooler. The other, you should go buy it. April yeah, 6th, I think. The other <laughs> Dumbledore feature that's being added for three is that it has online support which is actually kind of neat so you can do things like uh you can share or borrow other pe- your dempamen or other people's dempamen hmm. if you need a certain uh skill set you can yeah i need to borrow some dempamen 
online support to play with all those dozens of people. <laughs> hey, the game's successful. <laughs> the game's successful <laughs> enough to have three. Three games. Three of them. There's That's three true, of them. I guess. Now you'd have a point. That's true. So, but in addition to trade, to Dempamen swapping, you can also, um... Which they call Dempathwap. It's Dempa, it's Dempa key parties is what it actually is. But in addition to that, uh... <laughs> we're not going to, I'm just leaving it vague. Uh, in addition to that, you can also trade items... Over Wi-Fi, you can also, or over the internet, you can also battle over the internet. Dempa battle. Dempa battle. It's not. Po- it's not like Pokemon or Digimon. You don't need to put a Dempa in front. It's not Digimon. You don't need to put like Digivolve, Dempavolve. Like it's not like that. <laughs> but uh, they're also adding a screenshot feature, which seems perfect for Beavers. But they didn't Dempa say shot. it works. Really. <laughs> Dempa shot. They did say it works on Beavers. Um, so I mean, to be honest, it's like an anime. It does. It totally Dempa does. Shot. Dempa shot. Um, you know, I never really got into Dempa Man. I played the first demo. I think the concept of the Wi-Fi and the concept of the QR is super, super cool. But that didn't get me to buy it. But uh, <laughs> because I mean, I the Mystery Dungeon is like its own genre. I mean, I don't know. Otherwise, look, if we didn't get into Pokemon Mystery Dungeon with a franchise that obviously we like, yeah. we're not going to get into something with strange-looking creatures. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to go into this thing, I just buy creatures. They look like men in funny Teletubby suits. Let's be honest. Yeah, some, of the, some of them are bears sometimes. Or something. Right. 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 I mean, if I'm going to get into this kind of gameplay style, I would just buy the the Pokemon one that just came out. Mystery and the Dungeon. Di- yeah. Gates of t- Gates to Infinity. Yeah. Gates of Infinity. And the demo Gates was actually pretty, pretty fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed A Pokemon? It. Yeah. Yeah. And Dempaman, I mean, the thing is, if, Gempa, if Dempaman's your thing, this seems like the first... Like, Dempaman 2 didn't feel like, okay, you can scan QR codes, but this one has so many new features. This actually feels like it's worth the $10 the asking Dempa price. price. The Dempa price. Yeah. <laughs> the Dempa fee. You could Dempa pay your Dempa fee. Dempa content. Yeah, it's only Dempa 9, Dempa 9, Dempa 9. Or no, Dempa 9, Dempa 99. No? Did that not work? Did I kill it? I killed it. Armillo! You're really good at these transitions, just shouting them out. <laughs> it's more direct. This isn't... That was a lame joke. I wasn't going to do it. I was going to say this, this isn't Nintendo direct. direct. Oh, I did it anyway! Okay, so Armillo... <laughs> Uh, did we just all harmonize? <laughs> Alright, cool. So Armillo, um, it can't all be good indie news. Armillo got delayed. So, uh, this oh. is the one bit of bad news that happened these past few weeks. And that's that Fuzzy Wuzzy Games confirmed that they are delaying Armillo from March 24th to May 12th. And they're doing it primarily, uh, because they want to improve. They've been doing a lot of playtesting with a lot of testers. And the levels that got weaker responses, they want boost to be the same quality as the rest of the game. Oh. So it's actually for a good reason. It's not like the game wasn't done. It was about Ray. And then they're like, you know what? We can make this better. So they're basically polishing it up. In addition to the level tweaks, they're also further working on the graphics to enhance them even more. Reworking some of the audio and music. Like, they're really pouring their hearts and souls well, I mean, into it really that little I mean, it's, not, it's not a... RT2D platform. It's like a 3D. No, it's Sonic great. Like it. I mean, I I always talk it up when Galaxy, I Galaxy. Yeah, crazy. It's, it's Sonic meets Monkey Ball meets Galaxy. Yeah, it looks cool. And it's super cool. And honestly, I would be. I'm perfectly fine. If they want to take the Nintendo. I think the fact that it's not even like in those genres in itself like would make me really interested in it. But the fact that it actually looks good just yeah. makes me like more excited. For yeah, it. and the fact that they're willing to take the Nintendo method of it's uh, a good game. You know, delay game is good. Eventually, a bad game is bad forever. The fact that they have that philosophy is great. Like that bodes well. So, I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, trailers. Yeah, I saw the the footage that's come out. Yeah, because it was so close to release, I already sent it to the press, or some of the press. And they have gameplay videos out there, and it looks so good. The the, the texture work in some of those stages is incredible. It's, like, better than most third-party, even some first-party stuff on Wii U. It looks really, really good. 
Or am I crazy? Your silence makes me think. No, no, I agree with you. I'm just bobbing back and forth. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm willing to let them... I'm willing to wait two months if it means a better game. And, hey, they do have the advantage that uh, if they were released in April or, or in March, they have that huge influx of indie games that are coming out of the next few weeks. March and April, we're getting a bunch of stuff on the eShop that could have gotten buried. I know I ask this every single podcast, but when is Cube coming out? April. <laughs> alright yeah but uh <laughs> right. but yeah alright 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 I guess but, since we're on that train when is that one game that was gonna was oh that one motion? game oh yeah. Armacrog oh not for a long time with the doggy and stuff not till like tail end of this year or next year I think but if you want a game that's like stop motion of sort, or that's like unusual art style ballpoint adventure which is a platformer drawn entirely out of like made entirely out of like ballpoint drawings on lying paper that's coming out, I think, March 18th, which is in two weeks on the Wii U. So. Oh, man. Yeah, so you have something to hold you over till the crazier art style. Oh, I mean, I'll probably get Yoshi, so. Yeah. But uh, I was going to say, though, that, I mean, the fact that our mail is delayed till May means it basically has a few weeks all to its own before Mario Kart 8 comes out. So that's probably better in terms of buzz and sales and whatnot. So it might, even just as a business decision, it might make sense. It makes sense that they delayed it. Hmm. But it's great that they're building on it, too. So that that's pretty much it for indie games, actually. Like there are a handful of announcements, which we now covered, and uh, that's not to say there wasn't some major game news, like major publisher news as well. Specifically, um, Atlas and Nintendo had things to say. Atlas, uh, I guess we'll do first, and they had a big day when they announced four Persona games at once, which is like a whole lot of Persona. So the one that's relevant, yeah, that that was everyone's reaction. <laughs> but the uh, the one that's relevant to Nintendo fans is uh, Persona Q, which is coming to the 3DS this that's fall. Chibi looking one. Yes, it's not chibi per se. I mean, it is, chibi but not looking. for the reason you think. And that's that this Persona is not because it don't look like chibi. No, it is. Chi- it's chibi, but it's not chibi for sake of being chibi. It's chibi because this Persona Persona Q is right. actually a crossover game with Atlas's other. Popular franchise Etrian Odyssey. Well, Etrian Odyssey it doesn't has, mean they don't have to make it chibi. No, that's my thought here. Etrian Odyssey has that kind of chibi style of sorts, and now they're taking that Etrian art style and applying it to the Persona characters, which is why they look how they do. They're not just chibi for the sake of being chibi. It's because the game is essentially Etrian Odyssey skinned as Persona. But I'm right. I didn't say you were wrong. <laughs> okay. <but laughs> or I did never I? Said you said I was wrong. Well, I mean, I guess the. the I said they're chibi, but not. I guess you're trying to justify. I guess I'm saying so, pretending as a justification the for the chibiness. Sure, kind of sounds so like so. Yeah, that. yeah. So the game, sure, whatever. They're chibi, okay? <laughs> you win. I'm go- bye. No, uh, the the game is it's Origin basically story. a chibi. Oh, they're chibi. <laughs> <laughs> it was because it really explains the whole game for you. Because Persona Q is not Persona in any sense. It's Etrianasi masked as Persona. Like it's uh, there, it's uh, Persona three and four characters each have their own storyline. You play it. Etrian Odyssey style, which means first-person dungeon exploration. You map out the world and mark it's really hazards and whatnot on the on the uh, touchscreen. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really interesting concept. I mean, I played the demo for Etrian Odyssey, but I guess it wasn't enough to get me interested. It, it's a cool concept. It's very old school, mm-hmm. so it's like decidedly old school. So if it's not your cup of tea to be going through like first-person dungeons in like style of like an '80s computer game and having to map it out, but instead on a piece of paper, you're doing it on the touchscreen, this <laughs> may not be the game for you. But Etronasi has had a number of sequels. Persona has a number of sequels. I'm sure their fan base crosses over, so it's kind of a cool crossover for those fans, for Atlas fans. Like it's, it's pretty cool. But um, do you know if your friend is interested in it? The TV one? Yeah, I don't think so. 
We, he, he Do you a have friend. a friend that's big on Entry and Odyssey and um, Persona? Uh, no, just Persona. Just Persona. Uh, but that's the thing. is like I really I never played Persona 4, but I did play Persona 3 randomly. And actually really liked it randomly. And uh, I don't know if that's like... I was like, oh, cool. The Persona 3 people are in this. Cool. And it's a new story involving their characters. Cool. But then I'm like, oh, but the Etronasi gameplay, which isn't my cup of tea. So it's kind of like... I don't think Persona can outweigh the actual gameplay at the end of the day. Because that's what really matters. <laughs> but... I really wanted to play a Persona game and decided, like, oh, wow, Persona 3 and Persona 4 look really fun. I want to play on the plans. And then I tried Persona 1. Nothing like those Nope. At all. You should go straight to 3. And, um, yeah, I never got to beat it. Ended up losing, I mean, we got rid of the PSP before I even finished it, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we should, uh, or we should, Atlas fans should enjoy this hybrid, I think, because it's, it's like the best of their two bigger franchises. Oh, dozens but, of them? There's more than a dozen. <laughs> Atlas can't serve, it's hundreds of thousands at least. Oh, Atlas. Yeah. I just process who they are now. Yeah, Atlas. You know, the guys that are now owned by Sega. Did you know they're now owned by Sega? Fun fact, oh, they're yeah, now owned yeah, by I did, Sega. I did, I did. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's what's going on with um, Persona Q. That's Atlas's big news. It's, you know, kind of like I was saying about uh, Gunvolt. It's just <laughs> another feather to add to the cap of the 3DS's crazy lineup. Like, cause now you have Perso- this is the first Persona game to ever be on Nintendo system. Granted, it's a spinoff, but... It's a start. But, yeah, exactly. And it's another, you know, it's another big name you can put on the... On the, like, li- yeah, exactly, in the library. So, um, on the first party front, Nintendo did have some, uh, they apparently have some surprises for us with Yoshi's New Island, which launches this coming Friday on March 14th. Wow, that's crazy. That snuck up on us. That soon. But, uh, yeah, well, the bigger of the surprises is that the game unexpectedly has a multiplayer mode for two people. Never would have guessed. This is the first Yoshi game that has a multiplayer mode. So, two modes have been revealed so far. Uh, multiplayer options, I should say. Because <laughs> two modes have been revealed so far, and both of them are mini games. First up is called Flutter Finish, and... Oh, I already know what that's on. Yeah, I already know yeah. that. Why don't you go out guess, guys? Go ahead. You start on a really high platform, and you just try to flutter as far as you can because it's high you can't fly. You win a cookie. That was in your I don't have cookies, but you win one somehow. Nice. Yeah, so flutter... Yeah, a lot of the, That's the thing is a lot of these are inspired by Yoshi's Island DS, and now they're just multiplayer. I don't know if this one in particular is, but... I don't know. Yoshi's Island D, uh, had mini games you could unlock throughout single player. Yeah, it did. There was a ski one. Yeah, so these are kind of based on those loosely. Maybe not this one in particular, but just multiplayer in general, um, or the modes in general. There's yeah, six in total. I seem to remember a lot of more, a lot more Yoshi mini games, like the one where you pass the ball back and forth. I don't remember any of these. You're, you're, you're always playing against the bandit guy, the um, shy guy, but he's like a bandit. Well, yeah, uh, you're playing a cop potato or something. You're like kind of brawling. Or... Well, anyway, if you if you uh, couldn't tell, you were spot on about what flutter flutter finishes. So you're seeing how far you can jump, you and a friend, how far they can, how far you can jump, and how many coins you collect can collect along the way of your flutter, and you win not just by distance, but distance plus coins, because Nintendo mixing things up. <laughs> and the uh, the other one they announced is called Eggy Pop. I love the name because it's a riff on Iggy Pop, which is like an actual thing. But uh, Eggy Pop, Iggy Pop's a music. No, nope, no. nothing. Okay, nope. it's not a genre; it's a band oh. uh, or a person. But uh, Eggy Pop puts Yoshi's other main ability. If he's not flyer jumping, he's egg throwing to the <laughs> test. And in this one, you're supposedly working together to grow eggs to pop as many balloons as you can within a certain time limit as they float up from the bottom of the screen. Now, I it's supposedly cooperative. 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like if they keep individual scores, it's actually competitive, even if Nintendo says otherwise, but if they do not keep individual scores, then yeah, maybe it is cooperative. It's like Hitman Absolution. They say you can play any game mode you want, but then when you don't play stealth mode, you get like negative score. Well, it's not quite... Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, hopefully hopefully it's not like that. But, but uh, yeah, so it's... Um, I mean, I guess I'm not wrong, but... Yeah. It just seems weird that they wouldn't let you score individually, which apparently they don't. Like, come on, you have a competitive thing, and but whatever. So those those are only two of the six minigames they've they've shown so far, and as you progress through single-player and unlock more, they're all playable at download place or any one copy of the game. But I'm just, I'm just going to put this out there. Feel free to disagree, although I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement. Man, these games are shallow. Mm. One of them's like, how far can you go? And one of them's like, hey, pop some eggs in a minute. And that's it. Eh, I guess they're hitting towards more of the younger, people who younger just want to pick up really fast and play for But even bit. then, how many times are we going to be like, guys, dude, guys, <laughs> I'm so happy to come over. We have to play uh, uh, Eggy Pop right now. I have to pop like 10 balloons in the next minute. It's going to be so fun. I'm going to drive over right now and play it. But, I mean, like, how often is that? It's not, like, compelling. It's just like a random guess, I mean, throwaway game. Do you ever say that about any game? But it's Yoshi no. Island. <laughs> when I think Yoshi Island, I don't think multiplayer. So I mean, well, that's my point. It's like... It's a bonus. Well, yeah, that's okay. Right. So that's what I was going to say. You don't think anything bad about it. I, I think it's just yeah. more... You're looking, you're looking at the glass half I didn't, I didn't make the point quite yet, which was I do appreciate the fact that Yoshi doesn't normally have multiplayer. It's nice they're throwing something in. But I'm really hoping those other four games they have announced have a little more to them than this. Because it's like... Okay, great. You have multiplayer Yoshi. Well, one, you already know one of them is going to be eat as many things as you can. Probably. That's so that's three down, three to go. Maybe the other three will be like full fledged. Maybe like, you control Baby Mario in one in his little cape mode. Or maybe they haven't even confirmed if Cape is back in uh, Yoshi's New Island. Oh, I just assume. I assume. I would assume. Maybe too, one but. of them involves Yoshi's transformation. Maybe like did a race. Did possibly. Didn't Yoshi have like a super transformation? Yeah, he has six in this one. No, no, like a like he looks like he has a cape or something. Oh, I don't. He has flutter wing. He has a uh, flutter wing. Oh, that's probably what I was thinking. Which let him fly. It's basically when if you do super bad in the game, you know, like the super guide stuff Nintendo does, where if you do bad, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Mario's in white now and he's invincible. It's like that. You just fly over the level. Really? So, yeah. No, I could have sworn I saw something that, like, I mean, when I saw Baby it, Mario always had. That's right. But when cake. I saw it, I'd be like, oh, I basically replaced Baby Mario, and I was, like, disappointed. But maybe Oh, Yoshi has a. In, I know what you're talking about. He can run up walls and stuff. Yeah, he has yeah, that yeah. invincibility star. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so the cape's gone. If oh. Yoshi has that, then the cape's probably gone. Yeah, that's, like, basically what Baby Mario did anyway. Exactly. But I guess we'll we'll find out for sure when the game comes out this Friday, March 14th, oh, yeah. at a local retailer near you. Uh, the uh, the <laughs> You're welcome. I wish I was in town PR. I mean, what? The other news. Cool. To um, go with your brand new Yoshi Island DS, 3DS, whatever. This exactly. Is That's the other thing Nintendo announced about Yoshi's New Island is that alongside it, as you just said, Jose, they are releasing a special edition 3DS XL. So it's going to be green in the front, white in the back. On the front's Yoshi. On the back's some eggs. Party all around. Yep. Party in the front and party in the back. Whoa. It's not just the mullet. It's a Yoshi DS. Mm-hmm. But or 3ds, excuse me, <laughs> can't be Nintendo PR from saying the wrong handheld. Uh, Luigi it's, first? It, what? Yeah, the year Luigi's technically over at the end of March. Oh, at the end of March. Okay. Yeah, it was over at the end of December, in my opinion. But well, when did it start? That's when February. So either way, it's oh, over. For, right. Yeah, yeah, it should be over for yeah, now. Yeah. And also, it's March, so the end of this month. <laughs> yeah. But uh, now I was gonna say for the 3ds XL, it um. It's actually a pretty good deal if you don't have a 3DS. One, if you like Yoshi, it's actually pretty slick. But if you, it would be cool. Uh, I, I don't know. Like Yoshi's very 
big on the front of it. I would be okay with him being like monogram or smaller or two toned or silhouetted or something. I don't think it's that big on it. He doesn't even cover like half the screen. I mean, half the front of it. He's half the half. He's the between the. Oh, I don't remember that big. <laughs> no, no. Between the, if you look between the camera and the edge of the system, he takes up half that space. Not height. Not height. Not height. Width. Height. Mm. He's not that. Well, that tall. makes him look even smaller then, because the back of the three XL is huge. True. Anyway. Well, either way, monogram. If they did like the Mario and Luigi Silver 3DS, I think that'd be cool. But it is pretty cool, and Yoshi fans will love it, I'm sure. But the bigger deal is if you don't have a 3DS and you get a 3DS, and you get Yoshi's New Island, you get Pokemon X or Y for free. Yeah, well, well, yeah. It's not just Yoshi now, okay? It, it, don't you need a, like, a long list of... Things? Yeah, that's what I was about to get yeah. to. But uh, basically, what they're doing is between now and the end of the month, if you register a 3DS XL on Club Nintendo... And if you register one of six games, which include Yoshi's New Island, as well as Animal Crossing New Leaf, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, Lego City Undercover, Mario Kart 7, and Super Mario 3D Land, if you register any of those and a new 3DS or 3DS XL or 2DS this month, you get Pokemon X or Y as a free download, which is kind of cool. insane. It's a really good deal. So for people that might want the Yoshi 3DS and the new Yoshi game because they're Yoshi fanatics and they wear like Yoshi necklaces and stuff, that <laughs> I do know of a person in the real world who wore a Yoshi plush around her neck. I'm not kidding. What color? At all times. Uh, green. Oh. But anyway, Simple. like normal size plush, like two inches, three inches tall. Anyway, um, yeah, this deal is actually it's actually a really good deal. I'm on the usually where I used to go and trade Pokemon. I haven't really been playing that much anymore in this battle. But anyway, a lot of people are trying like, to trade their Pokemon for actual code so that they could register games. Right. And a lot of people are actually selling them. Which is kind of crazy. That's surprising. But that's like all you see now. Like, oh, does anyone have any extra games? I'm going to sell you. They're, oh, I happen to have an extra Club Nintendo account. But Wait, what? People that don't register their games are selling their codes for uh, people to get that offer. Okay, okay. It's not that. I guess it is a good deal. I mean, anything less than forty dollars is a good deal compared to the standard Free? price. Yeah, but like that's crazy that there's like a black market for Club Nintendo yeah. codes just to get free Pokemon. Well, I mean, people are also selling Pokemon too, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but, but the thing I find interesting about this promotion in particular. We're, sorry, were you about to say? No. Yeah, it sounded like you were trying off. Wasn't sure. Uh, <laughs> But then you laughed, Elvis, and I'm like, oh no, I interrupted him. No, what I was going to say is, uh, it's, it's one, it's a great promotion, just straight up, for new people that, like, whether they're yesterday or not, just straight, not, up. It's straight up, straight up, yo. But uh, more the more the point, it's also kind of the first sign of that, of the new, like, experimental pricing schemes that Iwata, Stuart Iwata, and Tess, global president, was talking about back in January at their investor meeting. He was saying, yeah, we're going to experiment with different pricing structures. We're going to do it based on like, people's purchasing habits and demographic data and this and the next thing. And here we are. Here's the first evidence of it. Because notice, if you look at six games, they're all kid-friendly. Lego City, really? That came out last April and was not a hot seller. Like, it sold okay. But it wasn't like a bestseller yet. Suddenly it's part of this deal, but Zelda isn't. Like, they're clearly going after a certain demographic with this, and they're going, hey... We can easily sell this to parents by being like, get a 3DS, get a game, and look, Pokemon for free, the best-selling 3DS game of 2013 for free for your child. <laughs> so, so Yeah, I mean, they're literally, if you go to Nintendo.com, it says on the site, like in the little feature box about this offer, best-selling 3DS game of 2013 mm. for free, Pokemon X and Y. Like, it's not Pokemon... <laughs> for your child. Yeah, it, no. <laughs> for your child, parentheses, we care, dot, dot, dot. No, it, uh... 
Though it really, they're emphasizing, you know, for parents that may not know, it's not like, hey, it's Pokemon for free. It's, hey, this is a really popular game your kid probably wants for free. So I just found, I just found that super interesting that, uh, that A, when Nintendo wants to move fast and implement a plan, they do it. This was announced end of January. Here we are in March, and they already have something in action. Things they don't care about as much, they take their time with, but this sort of thing, five weeks, done. And B, they're actually doing it. Like, they're actually doing interesting new pricing schemes. Never mind that they can do it. The fact that they're actually going, hey, we should do, based on demographics of who buys which games and who will want which system for this game or that game, it's, it's, it's smart. It's very smart. So... What? Very smart. Oh, did you say in Spanish? Yeah. I didn't hear you. Uh, so yeah, while Nintendo... Check out this transition. Oh you can't beat me to it. While Nintendo may be giving us games, mm-hmm. they're also asking us for something they never did before, and that is gameplay data. Yoshi's New Island is the first game Kotaku discovered. is the first game that when you boot up for the first time, it will say, can you send us your game? Are you okay with us ga- receiving your gameplay data? It will help us improve future games. You know how like when you install software, it will sometimes be like, send, let us anonymously oh, yeah. collect feedback. Nintendo's doing it now for gameplay. They will presumably know, hypothetically, based on absolutely nothing. I don't know if this is true. Uh, you'll presumably be able to know when you die, how often you die, what sort of you know what stages you die, and then they can craft future games based on what people like the pain points people have and the parts that they can breeze through and that sort of thing to balance out difficulty. I'd so. imagine that's what they're doing with it. Uh, and how play, do you send your stuff? Hmm? Like your opinion? It's gonna do. It's just gonna monitor. It's gonna track stats. And yeah, how long and you stay in a level? Like, and, um, and presumably also hours played and worlds that you revisit versus worlds you don't. But like, like it can game. track all of this. You can. It's an option. You turn oh, it on or okay. off. But it can track all of it and send it to Nintendo. <laughs> Similar to like when you install a program, it's like you know, like I said, Kui Mod or your blah, blah blah, and it checks like which features you use. It reminds me of what. Um, it was pretty. Oh, sorry. Oh no, it reminds me of what Valve does because I remember there was like there was an interview with Gabe Newell and they're talking about when mm-hmm. they're making Portal, they had a level done and they were having a guy go through the level. And then they were saying, like, huh, he stopped to stare at this wall for a long time. We have nothing on that wall except for, like, this tiny little thing. It's too distracting. Now he's, like, thinking that he has to do something with that wall. Right. So, like, they changed the layout of the level so that they made the wall look less interesting. And then people were passing it, but then they were even stopping on this <laughs> other stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. It is for games that are already out. No, presumably it's going to be to craft future games because I do not see Nintendo seriously patching. I mean, yes, they've done patches for like Mario Kart 7 Online and that sort of thing, but I don't seriously think they're going to go and go, man, these people really hate this Yoshi level. Let's give them a new one. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's for future Let's games. decrease the height of that wall. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get like the release notes for the update and it's like, <laughs> we raised the height of the wall in level 2-3. Enjoy! Like, I don't think that's going to... Yeah, I don't think it's for these games. I think it's just to make games in the future that more closely align mm. also it's kind of like like when you I guess for people who register their games you do the little survey and like yeah. what do you like about this game what see but this like? is more honest than that because people will say think about surveys people aren't necessarily always 100% truthful usually they are but you have no way of knowing if what they're saying is what they really think or if they're trying to swing your you know trying to mess up the stats like maybe maybe someone really hates Zelda and decides I'm going to completely bash a link between worlds in the survey that Nintendo gives. Wait, and then all their criticism... He, he could only register... I mean, he could only survey if he bought it. Right, maybe he bought it, didn't like it, but instead of just pointing... <laughs> hold on. Instead of just pointing out the negatives about the game, he's just like, I hate... I'm just gonna bash it and just exaggerates everything because he just didn't like it. The thing about when you ask for someone's opinion, it's not 100% how they would have acted in the game. By collecting the data anonymously, you know exactly their pain points. You know exactly what parts they seem to dwell on the most. Yes, so it's more honest. Because someone can be like, oh, I hated the 
whatever dun the fire dungeon in Zelda so much, and then they're just like, the dungeon design sucks in the survey. Even though it was one dungeon in particular that really dragged him down. Mm. But they can see in the gameplay data, fire dungeon he was stuck in, water dungeon was whatever. But then in the well, end, I know, I mean, they, they could still... all dungeons, so True. good ones are better. True, but they, they couldn't pinpoint exactly what. Yeah. Like, they could go, oh, he didn't like this room in the dungeon, probably because of this puzzle, maybe we should knock that puzzle I mean, again. they definitely need both then, because, I mean, someone could probably, like, have no trouble with oh, the yeah, dungeon yeah. and still hate it. Oh, I'm not saying this is replacing Club Nintendo. No, I'm yeah, just no, saying no, it, it provides yeah. a more honest... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it also, exactly. It like, gets the crowd that don't exactly. register their game. Exactly. Not only that, but also factoring again into what's true, what I was saying about, like, they can do different deals for different demographics based on data they have. You know, if you get data about how people play their games, you can start offering specific... Because he was saying in the investor meeting, which I actually thought... Like, a lot of people gloss over For people this. that don't finish the game, we're going to give you this patch called Just the Good Parts. <laughs> <laughs> Just for me. For me. No, uh, no. but he was saying in the in the investment meeting, which a lot of sites glossed over, we covered it in our episode a few times ago about it, but he was saying that, um, he was saying that I lost my train of thought, is what happened. No, he was That's saying. what he was saying? Yeah, he did. He's like, you know what? Please understand. I lost my train of thought. No, he was saying that the, the they were going to be able to do deals not just based on what you buy, or not just based on like the number of games you have, but what type of game you buy. So imagine if with this play data, they can start offering, oh, wow, they really like the you know this sort of gameplay in this game versus that. We should give them deals on this sort of game that does that gameplay more. Like, you know, like a game like Mario, and it's like, or like Mario 3D World, or one of those, where it's like, oh, they really enjoy like the standard platforming. They didn't like as much the puzzly ones or the like the ones where you have to race up through levels as quickly as possible, we should pitch them platforming games. But if they seem to always go back to the racing level, maybe we should start pitching this person racing games at a discount. Like, there's, they could do all sorts of crazy stuff with this. It's creepy, but it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm curious to see where it goes. They can't, like, satisfy everyone. Right, but they're saying they want to do, like, personalized deals, so this could be how they do uh, it yeah. with this data. That's pretty cool, I guess. Like Netflix, kind of. Yeah, basically. But, so that's pretty much it for Yoshi's New Island. The only other first-party game that Nintendo discussed in any amount of detail, as always, is Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. <laughs> and you are ruining all my choices. Did you realize how hard I work on these? No. I spend, like, ten seconds, and that's it. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's Sakurai, Masahiro Sakurai, the head of the Smash Bros. series. Uh, as always, is posting to me versus new stuff about the game. So, uh, this time around, we got some new information on stages and items and how the gameplay itself, how the mechanics will work. So on the stages front, Sakurai confirmed a brand new Animal Crossing new Tortimer league. Tortimer Island. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think it's Tortimer, by the way. I don't know. Pretty sure it's Tortimer. Tomato, potato. No, it's tomato, tomato, <laughs> potato, potato, not tomato, potato. Tomatoes and potatoes are different things. It doesn't make sense. I knew sense. just by saying those words, you would know what I was referring to, which you clearly did. I did. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he revealed Tortimer or Tortimer or he revealed the island you can go to in Animal Crossing New Leaf and collect tropical fruit. Very tiny and you vision. can now Right, and you can now battle in it. And but it there's is very a twist. Tiny. Every time you boot up the level, it's different. But he didn't explain how. So there's a couple possibilities. Either it's randomizing. Either well, first of all, he said it just changes. Yeah. So is it always different, or is there a set number of differences? Why well, I think is the case is it randomizes. My hunch is the location of the house shop thing, locations of the plants, locations of the trees and the flowers. Those probably move around completely randomly. There's probably four or five or six or maybe well, ten set that... land structures that rotates between. So you get any number of different combinations because you what can't that, yeah. have it be truly random. Oh no! Well, yeah, yeah, I mean. Like... 
I just meant like random, but it rotates oh, between no, no, no. like seven or eight. No, I know what you meant. I just meant I don't so think maybe it... there'd be some with like a little gap in the middle. Maybe there's one with a little more space. Maybe some are bigger. Than right, right, right. Blah, blah, blah. No, I know that, but just his his claim that's different every time. Yeah, obviously like, not he's not quite every single time. I th- yeah, ever. I think the part that will totally be different is the plants will probably three years later. Randomly. Oh man, like it's like a what's that thing that's never? Oh, it's like a kaleidoscope. You never see the same thing twice, apparently, or something. You mean a snowflake? <laughs> snowflakes there's no two identical snowflakes but anyway uh yeah so i don't know i think it's kind of cool it's only in the 3ds version which makes sense because that focuses on the handheld games like new leaf and and the wii u version has the more traditional animal crossing one like in brawl i believe isn't that confirmed so maybe not maybe i don't know I'm oh not... yeah well there is an animal crossing stage in brawl mm-hmm. definitely mm. there is no i'm saying in the new one i mean the wii. Uh, i know i know i keep calling it brawl Smash because it doesn't have a Smash Bros. Four. Yeah, I'm not used to seeing, seeing a Smash Bros. without a kerfuffle. Synonym. Kerfuffle. Yeah, what do you call it? Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. All right. So there isn't. Yeah, there's a Animal Crossing stage in Kerfuffle, but something. Um. Wow, you're actually calling it Kerfuffle. Okay. Something that someone pointed out um a while ago that I saw in the video. Um, there were there's a picture of Little Mac, and they're showing um in the background. You can see that the Punch Out stage is on the 3DS, but Punch Out is a console game. But I mean, I guess the boxing arena. The I guess it's is, a, is a could go on both. I guess. Well, that's well. It's one actually, swap. two things. One is the boxing stage actually will alternate between Smash Bros. branding and Punch. Oh no, yeah, yeah. But which I mean, is another random thing. So, I mean, that's do. probably. I mean, I guess they figured. I mean, we're just swapping the textures anyway. Might as well put no. I think also, no, no, no. There's never been a Punch Out game on the three. I think anyway. what it is. I think what it is is, um, Animal Crossing has entries on consoles and handhelds recently. City Folk and New Leaf. And the island is specifically New Leaf, so it's going on the handheld. The Animal Crossing stage in Kerfuffle, uh, mm-hmm. and the one in Brawl, reference just Animal Crossing in general. Similarly, uh, the Gerudo Valley stage on the... Hey, what does that have to do with Punch-Out? No, I'm explaining, because you're saying it wasn't on a handheld. I'm getting there. Similarly, the Gerudo Valley stage is on the 3DS version, because the most... What? What are you doing? Is uh, uh, the three Gerudo Valley is on the 3DS version exclusively because it is uh, most recently a 3DS yeah, yeah, title. Yeah, uh-huh. Punch Out, while it did have a Wii edition, is not in this current generation. So they're going back to the fact that you said it already. Virtual Console, it's on both. That's dumb. At least that's my idea. Oh boy, um, think about. It. I, I mean, I would just assume that. I guess maybe. It's like when they have something that's very relevant to the specific console, be it handheld or console, or specific system, be it handheld or console, they put uh, it on the matching one. Ocarina of Time is a 3DS game now, so it gets it on 3DS. Yeah, but I mean, I guess like, the way I still see like, he said like, oh, the stages are based on what console they were in. I mean, whether it was on the 3DS virtual console or the Wii virtual console, it always says, oh, this was always an NES game. This has always been a console game. That predate, yeah, but that predates... Their split is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, that's still, I'm saying that's, that's what I'm saying. Like for every crossing. other game in there, like all the games that they refer to are still. Oh mm. no, that's what I'm saying though, because like Animal yeah. Crossing, the one that specifically references New Leaf is specifically on 3DS. Yeah. Zelda: Ocarina of Time is now a 3DS game. Prim- yeah, like, but that's I mean, what's it's known still as like today, an official so it's on like 3DS. 3D, I mean, it's, a, it's an actual like upres port. It's not just. Wait, didn't you say Punch Out was on both? Well, yeah, because of virtual console, but it's still a console. No, no, no. no. Well, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That Let me restructure that argument. Because I got... I think I lost myself halfway in. Okay. Gruta Valley, 3DS. No, no, only okay, because of Zelda. New Leaf, Tormer Island. Only 3DS because of New Leaf. Uh, 
Animal Crossing general on console because Animal Crossing as a franchise is across multiple systems. Punch Out as a franchise is across multiple systems, and it's not from because this current generation. No, no, no. NES, Super Nintendo, Wii. Mm-hmm. Three systems. Ignore Virtual Console. That was my idea. Right, but not handhelds. Right. Mm-hmm. But wait, handheld stage. Because it has a legacy. I'm the only reason he's only playing hand. This is getting way too complicated. I'll start <laughs> up super simply. He only splits handheld and console when the games are from this generation. That's all I'm trying to say. For whatever he feels like. So, yeah. No, think about it. Yeah, Kid, I mean, Kid Icarus uh, stage. Hourglass was a DS game. But it's a specific handheld game, much like Ocarina of Time. Punch-Out! As a thing, as an entity, is across old retro generations that, you know, can go on both now, because it's old. Phantom Hourglass was specifically a handheld game. Nintendog, specifically a handheld game. New Leaf, specifically a handheld game. Ocarina of Time is now considered a handheld game. That's why those are only on the 3DS version. Yeah, so I guess the Wii one still feels too... It's only because you went back and played it. It's from 2009. It's five years old. It's not that old. Five years old, like and not only that, but punch out. And not only that, but um, it's the punch out stage doesn't reference punch out Wii. It references oh, yeah. the franchise. That's probably the easiest way I should have said that. It's a franchise reference, not an individual. What game are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we're trying. He was trying to ask why is punch out on both console and handheld versions uh, of Smash Bros. While some games are only on one or the other. And in a nutshell, after spending seven minutes going in circles about this, the answer is overarching franchise stages get both. Individual game stages go on the most recent system it's been on. But, I Done. Mean, Over. Yeah. Finished. There. That's a much easier way of saying it. But well, I mean, like in general, like, like, what, Puncher doesn't even have a, like, a specific handheld stage. It's the a, same as the console. One. Yeah, this time. That's right. No, no, no. Because there is nothing. To right, that's what I'm saying. It. For a game that doesn't have a spe- God, this is... Yeah, yeah. I can see I'm Yeah, we're in agreement, I think. Yeah, no, no, right. no, that's... No, that's, no, that's all, all I was playing with just said there's a picture <laughs> where they showed the boxing stage and it's just Punch-Out themed. That was it. That was it. Well, the boxing stage was always Punch-Out themed. They just masked it as Smash Bros. Until I know, that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. For anyone that actually stuck with us through that chaos, thank you. <laughs> I did have another thought about the uh, randomizing stages I wanted to share real quick and that was just that... Um, Gotta be worth it. No, it is. It is. It's that I enjoy them. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no. a better point. The better point is I enjoy them, but I know a lot of Smash Bros. Brothers players don't because they play it as a hardcore fighting game, not as a party game, which is how Sakurai's always envisioned it, <laughs> which means that when we get these randomized stages, I'm like, oh, cool. You know, if it's the punch-out stage, like, oh, whatever, they're changing the logos, that's fine. But when it's like Tormer Island, and it's like, or Tor Timer, and it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, whole mix-up of the stage, I always think that, or Picto Chat on Brawl, where it constantly changes the drawing. I always thought that was cool and more interesting, more yeah. fun. So it's, I'm very happy to see well, I mean, that I mean, they're keeping it I going. Like yeah, yeah, I mean, like, we, like, right, we, but we, we don't play, play very, I know, we play very competitive, well, I mean... Yeah, but you know, we know a guy, I'm always not going to say names on the podcast, we know a guy who hates oh. that stuff. Well, so. I think it's just a preference. I mean, today we were just playing Smash Bros. for a long time with all items on on every single stage available. That's because he hasn't played it in forever and he doesn't care anymore. Oh. But no, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, there are some people that hate him, but I no, think no. it's great and I'm glad you he's could still tell doing it. You can tell that from the comments, just like read them and you'll see people go like, well, I know, I'm not, I know what stage I'm not playing on, I go, I bet this is going to get counterbanned or whatever. Yeah. Also, can I just bring up the fact that we dwelled on that stupid punch-out stage way too long? I got so in 
like in my own head about the <laughs> argument that like I started making zero sense. You, made, you used too many examples. I think you could have just made your point the way you just said it last. I, well, then... the problem is I had to form the point. Oh, that's why I couldn't do. <laughs> I tro- I don't know. I'm gonna blame it on the fact that uh, it's the weekend and my brain's dead. Fair enough. All right. So Waluigi's coming back as an assist trophy. He is. That's the uh, other. To big no news. surprise. Maybe? No. Wait, well, it's funny because there's a there's like a sect of Nintendo fans who have all have been like, we want Waluigi as a playable character. Like, oh, he needs to be. Little a Mac got character. promoted. Oh, Waluigi. Yeah, didn't. exactly. They're like, hey, look at Little Mac, and then, well, and then Sakurai's like, <laughs> gotcha. Not Waluigi. We just couldn't come up with enough moves for him. I guess. Pretty much. Waluigi. Waluigi was invented as Wario's tennis partner in Mario Tennis 64. He did not exist. Prior, prior to Mario Tennis, and he was there because everyone had a partner except Wario. Apparently, we almost had a Walk Peach. That's, oh god, that'd be awful. For the same reason, right? But then they went with Daisy, I assume. Yeah. But uh, or Paul, yeah, Daisy. But yeah, Waluigi. That's why, if you think about it, it's actually not why. But his, he he kind of his L on his hat kind of looks like a tennis racket. Both. What? I just made that up. <laughs> no, but think about it. think about uh, think about the L. It's super long. That's uh, what L's do. <laughs> Capital L's. Uh, I tried. I tried to float the idea like it was real. No, I got. It's more like a hockey stick than anything. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried so hard. But you know what? Actually, is true. Not that. But you know what is true is you know why he has a tennis racket in Smash Bros. His origins. Mm-hmm. He started Mario Tennis. That's probably why I should have led with instead of my made up one. <laughs> I I seeing how far I could push it. Apparently not very. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so he is only an assist trophy, and it was also confirmed shocker, not a shocker at all, that the bumper item is back. So, but not the thing. Not the that flipper. Was, that wasn't even in the not bra. Not the flipper, anyway. just the bumper. Yeah. No, that wasn't bra. It wasn't Melly. No, it wasn't bra. The bra. The flipper hasn't been around in a while. Yeah, I think it's it only Melly. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you just said, said the opposite. opposite. Wow, this podcast is falling apart. I think we're it's, all just brain It's dead. weekend, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other the other interesting tidbit about Smash Bros, actually, is that uh, this is mechanical-related. Or the mechanics, I should say, not mechanical. And that's that standard attacks are changing completely. So now, instead of uh, being able to continually do the same standard attack, like just hammering A to make Kirby do the rapid-fire punches or whatever, every single character eventually will have a finishing move that comes so out of that. So it really only affects, like, maybe six or seven characters. But what's significant I mean, about better, is it... Because, like, yeah. for Fox, it's like... You you gradually get out of the trap anyway. Like if he's kicking you, you like move out. Of, yeah. Move out. But with anyway. Kirby, you could pretty much pin someone down pretty well if they were up against well, the wall. Depends on yeah. It depends on the stage. That really. Yeah. Depends. So yeah. I I think I mean personally my strategy for Smash Brothers is button mash Kirby's punches and and try to but win and usually like, fail. But, so this sucks for me. But I mean like I guess just from playing brawl like the strongest moves are the most like. I guess I've seen like the most effective little combos are the ones that aren't even rapid fire, like Ike's and what's that other guy? Snakes. Yeah. Like there aren't little infinite things and they're That's pretty true. much just don't like they're really powerful, so pretty much That's true. These guys now have that. And I guess like But it still requires changing strategies for some people, like myself. And also like in the video, like you could tell like the people like aren't even getting pushed back, like you're stuck in that punching yeah. thing until you do the finisher, so But now you the finisher just does itself. Yeah. So that's that. So if anything, it, I don't know, I just feel like it made it maybe easier to just land these little things. Now you don't even have to try to smash them. You just have to get them in the little A combo and it blows them away. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how high percentage, how high Fox's percentage was in the video in little, the Little Mac trailer. Right, right. He does a rapid file printer and then like an uppercut. Mm-hmm. I mean, it killed him. Interesting fact oh. about that. Interesting fact about so that is you control the punches with the control stick, the direction. Yeah, Up, but down. I mean, yeah, but that was probably his finisher and not an actual. Oh no, I'm just saying you can also control. Oh, yeah. No, no, he, he has three different. 
punches. No, no, that was his forward smash. Yeah, three different forward smashes. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about like in the trailer, like he's. Like, he's talking about the uppercut at the end of uh, uh, in the low match trailer. Yeah, because he's, he's, yeah, he's pushing Fox really fast, and then he does mm-hmm. an yeah. uppercut. Yeah. yeah, that's probably a finisher. I assume so. I yeah. And it so. could kill, for me. Well, I don't know who knows. Like, who knows about the percentage? But yeah, but it, um, it's still it is a change because all the other Smash Bros. work the same way in terms of standard attacks, and now yeah. this so what would be Diddy Kong's finisher? His butt. Yeah. Yeah. His oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And then DDD spins his thing. Although some of them might be different now; they might have different move sets. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, from from all the characters that are coming back, it looks like they have all the same move sets. That's at I least re- most of them. Yeah. No, that was on most of them. Thirty, like I was. Uh, I'm really hoping they change Donkey Kong's tackle to the role from, from every Donkey Kong game ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of that weird, like, sideways kick that yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, the role would make more sense. I agree. Um, I guess it'd be too much like Sonic, but... Uh, but Sonic's moves, Kong. every single one of Sonic's moves is based off something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was blown away Sonic when I thought... Sonic the game no one ever played. But he went back and got info from that game. I don't know. I was like, when I saw that fighting game, Wait, Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Fighters, I'm like, whoa, that's like Sonic's on Donkey Kick. Oh, that's Sonic's other thing. That could, that's where he gets his punch from. I don't know. It's a lot of the moves are from that game. Yeah, I thought it was just random. I thought it was random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is kind of funny to think about it, that they went so deep into the yeah. history of Sonic, and yet for other characters like Donkey Kong, you're like, eh, just give him a sidekick, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I got every new Mario's moves were based yeah, off every I mean, single one of Mario's moves was based off something. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't know. I mean, oh that one, I, yeah. Maybe they, uh, maybe they did think about. Like, it. I mean, I mean, they give Diddy his um, cartwheel kick. I'm pretty sure they must have like looked at it and go like, all right, let's give Donkey Kong his roll. Yeah, I wonder if they think. I wonder if they decide because it's a little like the momentum involved with that. Like, no, but they, if he rolls really, could, fa- but they could tweak all that too. They could. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I Bowser's know. dash makes sense now. Yeah, Bowser yeah. runs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, any other thoughts on Smash Bros? While we're mm, on it? No. It's not. funny, even though like, we're only getting pictures every day, I feel like we know a lot about the game. I feel like we, we almost we have information overload, but at the same time, we know nothing. How do I find the pictures? Uh, Meverse. Like, yeah. on the website? Meverse.net. Yeah, you better go on. I off. can't find it, though. So- follow Sakurai on Meverse. I don't know. Yeah, I get them on my feed every day. Um, on Meverse. On the Meverse website? Like, yeah. What? Well, I can't search anything here. You have to log in. Oh, you are logged in. Oh, look, there's a post by me. Uh, right, you have to follow him on the Wii oh, or 3DS, and then he'll appear in your feed. I can't I just search someone here. No, oh. it's it's half-baked. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm. I can't really think of anything else besides what we just said. Oh, at this point... Don't they have the same number of characters announced that they have in Melee? I'm not sure. I think they're yes. like 24 or 27. <laughs> Maybe. I think they're at 27 now, so yeah. Well, that's more than Melee, because Melee yep. had like 24. Yep, yep. Crazy. Crazy. But one final bit of news, since we seem to talk Smash Bros. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of sad news. It brought a tear to my eye. And that's that Nintendo Wi-Fi connection is shutting down. Mm-hmm. Say goodbye mm-hmm. to Nintendo Wi-Fi connection service starting on May 20th, where they're taking offline... Every Wii game and every DS game's online support. Battle Revolution. Yeah, no. that means no more Battle Revolution battles, no more Mario Kart DS or Wii races, no more Mario DLC Hunter. and Professor Mario Layton, Hunter. no oh. more or Metro Prime Hunters, no more DLC and Professor Layton, no more Global Trade Station in any Pokemon game. Even the very recently released, less than two years old Pokemon Black and White Two, they're gonna get all their online support cut off on May twentieth, mm. and they're less than two years old. Like they're shutting down anything. Is, yeah, it's weird. But actually. Affects, I'd say, like maybe sixty to seventy percent of the people that have Pokemon. 
Yeah. Because they use the something called Pokegen on the on computers or phones, and then they send that Pokemon to the global trade station. This is for hacking, by the way, not like normal Pokemon behavior. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, they receive a instantly created Pokemon through the global trade station, and now they don't have that. So yeah, so it's 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 got it's gonna cause ripples through the Nintendo community at large. In fact, there's a fan petition yeah. to keep it online. Good for the trading circulation. Um, I guess not as great for the battle community. Yeah. yeah, and it also means the end of We Speak because we all know how much we use We Speak every day. I well, I think I registered someone once in it, and I still I used it, it a total of two times. It came bundled with my Animal Crossing City Folk. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's how we got it. I yeah, don't know if we ever used it. I tried using it with Full Diggle Uh, you and you and me used it once, Jose. Did we? Yep. Yikes. Yeah, I'm glad you you finally look back on that memory. Um, but yeah, so the things that will keep working on Wii and DS are the shop channels uh, and Netflix and Hulu and that sort of stuff. Oh, that's the shop channels will still work? Yep. Oh, okay. For some reason, I'm like, oh, man, I have to buy Mario Kart and Smash Bros. No, those will keep working, but everything else, even if you're doing like Wii mode on the Wii U or DS mode on a 3DS, tough. No online whatsoever. Is there DS mode on 3DS? Like, well, you just put setting. in a DS game and you play it. Oh. It's backwards compatible. I thought it was more... No, 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 like no, no sorry. No. I mean, if you mess with the online settings yeah, yeah, in DS, yeah. it would mess with Yeah, that. yeah. But, I mean, I, I feel like it's definitely kind of an end of an era, though, with the end of Wi-Fi connection. I mean, Funny this was... That was they the started it and they had to end it, but PSN and Xbox Live didn't really seem to have that problem. Yeah, well, part of it with Nintendo is back when they first started it, this was their first crack at online. And back in 2005, is such a big deal, and they launched it with, like, Mario Kart and Animal Crossing. It was, like, a big, like, also, like, a platform launch. And they did it all with GameSpy. GameSpy hosts yeah. online servers, and GameSpy ran it for them. Nintendo just put, like, a facade over it, which was Wi-Fi connection. But now with Nintendo Network, I believe they're on their own hardware. They're working with a company in Japan that's more, you know, suited for the larger numbers. So the, the deal with GameSpy probably ended. The contract's probably up. Hmm. And as such, there it all goes. But, I mean, it is kind of sad, right? Like, this was... I have very fond memories of, like, playing Mario Kart Online and Metroid oh, Prime yeah. Hunters and uh, well, I mean, even, like, little smaller games like Custom Robo Arena and Excitebots and Star Fox Command. Like, I know I'm not losing the memories, but it's just, like, that was a service that, like, I used for so many years of high school and college. And now it's just, like, poof, and it's gone. And, uh, granted, the service had many issues. Oh, Friend codes, mm-hmm. no online chat in most games, Metroid <laughs> Prime Hunters in the lobby, but... Yeah, only with friends, yeah. only with friends. Nintendo doesn't want strangers talking. I still randomly play Battle Revolution online. Not anymore. Not yeah. after May twentieth. Not that I said. I still. Randomly. No, I'm saying you can't anymore. Not after May twentieth. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> See, it is sad, but I mean, I guess it's. I don't know. It's just it seems sudden because like Pokemon Black and White two, they're still relatively new. I guess they don't want to pay them. Servers. I guess they want them to upgrade X and Y. That's what they want. Yep. And, I mean, it is kind of fitting, actually, that this news came out when it did, because we just did our sixth edition of Flashback, which, for those who don't know on the site, it's Jose and I share our favorite games from every console generation, and we just got up to DS. So, Jose does some cool artwork, we write some retrospectives, we put it up on the site. Two of Wi-Fi. Exactly. Two of the games very significantly use Wi-Fi. Mario Kart was, like, the one that kicked off the service, and Pokemon used it in some really, like, new, more in-depth ways in past games. So, it's kind of fitting that we touch on two. Two of our four favorite games happen to be... Two of these games that like pioneered Nintendo services, which then evolved into what we have today. Yeah, Battle Revolution was the first Wii game in the U.S. to have Wi-Fi, right? That is correct. Didn't you online battle in Black and White too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that was the <laughs> first. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, exactly. Black and White is where you could. 
first start randomly battling people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's really weird timing. And, I mean, it's also worth knowing that in addition to Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, uh, which ends in May, at the end of this month, March, uh, Nintendo videos shine down. <laughs> it still seems like I don't remember the last one. time I ever used it. I don't either, but, I mean... They didn't, Nintendo, I only click on it so the little notification goes away, and then I'm like, I, I, even stopped doing, the video. I even stopped doing that. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, but, well. I mean, honestly, it, I think we know why it stopped. Nintendo didn't give a reason, but, I mean, come on. It never really caught on. Like, nothing really happened. They didn't have previous Warriors, but... They had some stuff. I mean, like, they had their own, like, hit... The stop-motion stuff was pretty cool. They, and they had their own, like, syndicated shows that did okay, like Bear Shark or whatever it was, yeah. was relatively popular among the 20 people that used Nintendo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I stole your joke there. <laughs> but no, it's, uh... Like, I, I kind of get why it didn't take off, because the thing was, the video service was supposed to, like, usher in... 3D, glasses-free 3D. The 3DS is more than just a game system. Glasses-free video content, entertainment. There are movie trailers. You can watch a movie trailer without the glasses. Music videos. See music in a whole new way. Like, yeah, I did get burned down (laughs) on there. Uh, But yeah, like, it made, Nintendo was really trying to push glasses-free 3D as a new thing, and then the 3D bubble burst, and it's like, what's the point of Nintendo video at this stage? I don't even Mm -hmm. think it's included on 2DSs. Like, oh, I, I might be wrong, video? but I do not remember seeing an icon on it when I played with a 2DS once. Like a demo unit. Hmm. Oh, I want to see it, dude, but I'm not entirely uh, Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's it's like a dead yeah. thing. I, I stopped using it once they were saying, oh, c- tune in next week for this new episode. But it was like the same episode oh, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. So and like, also there's the bizarreness of you watch it and it randomly pops up and then it goes away and you can never save the ones you want to keep. You can never buy them if you want to buy them. Like, it's like you get, like, a week to watch it, and it's gone yeah. into, like, an abyss forever. <laughs> it was a, I mean, it's it's a very strange strategy. Yeah, it been cool that you can like the video and come back to it whenever Yeah, or, like, have, like, your favorite, your, like, top yeah. five favorites. And, like, it just never fulfilled the promise Nintendo said. Yeah, they had the movie trailers. Yeah, they had the music videos. But they also were saying, like, we're going to do a Pikmin CG oh, cartoon. Oh, they did have movie trailers. You, oh, yeah, they the still Kid Icarus, though. Yeah, they had Kid Icarus animes. That was cool. Oh, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. They had Kirby, that was neat, but then they were like, we're going to do Pikmin CG animations to promote Pikmin 3. They never did that. Never happened. <laughs> it just disappeared. And then they're like, yeah, and check it out, we have a new Zelda series. And it was just like in-game oh, Wind Waker. Yeah, it was so exactly. Yeah. So Nintendo like didn't put the effort in it needed to really maintain it. The and the 3D really bubble, bubble burst, and it's just like, well, what's the point of this service? Which is why it's probably It really down. cool they kept up with like, uh, not only uh, Kid Icarus stuff, but like other shows. Like yeah. Their own Nintendo. Oh, yeah. That's what they were planning. When Pikmin was... When we first talked about the Pikmin CG shorts, like a year ago, the plan that Miyamo was saying was, yeah, we're going to do Pikmin and we're going to expand from there. We're going to do all sorts of stuff. It's going to be really cool. Oh, they then yeah. did nothing. Yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. but And then it doesn't help that Nintendo fraction... Or, yeah, basically caused a fission in their own video service because Nintendo video had a bunch of stuff. But then you go to the eShop and there's a whole bunch of different stuff about Nintendo games, where they could have just put it... Like, all the, like, event coverage and, you know, Nintendo Directs, why weren't those in Nintendo Video as well? If it's Nintendo Video, it just doesn't make sense. It makes... I understand why they're (laughs) killing it. It was just a really... Yeah, it was weird. So, I mean, I'm not going to tear... eShop for... Yeah. For the the Directs. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to terribly... And that makes more sense, honestly, is having it all in the eShop. Like, if you want any Nintendo stuff, you go to the eShop, but then the video service shouldn't be there. And then they did stuff like, check out the, uh, you're like, here, download this exclusive temp- video of blah, 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 as an independent thing from Nintendo Video. Like, they did, you know, they had a dinosaur <laughs> office that you could download an episode. Why was it not just in Nintendo Video? Why is it yeah. a separate, I, yeah, dinosaur office is actually kind of cool. I'll give it a yeah, cut. Like yeah. But, and I, I had this weird one with, like, two dogs, 
They were like the Roddy Oh, dogs. the Chihuahua and the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. And the thing was, Nintendo's, like, I think they're a little in over their heads, because, like, if you want good... Like, they work with college humor, sure, but, like, people are finicky about, like, what content they watch, especially when you have, like, 20 different Hulu and Funny or Die and college humor and all these different... And Cracked and all these different... And Crackle and all these different things, like... You have to put a lot of money in if you want to get an audience. And that's probably just like not worth it. Yeah, like I mean, the only way I would say it worked, I guess, if they made their own content, like the Kid Icarus stuff. Yeah, and so even that they abandoned halfway through. Yeah, but I mean, I so I'm not gonna terribly miss Nintendo video. I don't think you guys are either. Nope. But I think the takeaway from this and the shutdown Nintendo Wi-Fi connection is we're at the point now where our Nintendo hardware and the features it comes with and the games we get and the features they come with are like not permanent. You, we have to accept the fact, like when you buy a Nintendo console, you're not gonna Swap be able, note. you're not gonna be able, exactly, you're not gonna be able to do what you uh, did with a Super Nintendo or an N64 or even a GameCube or a Wii, where well, no, the Wii doesn't count, or a GameCube where it's like, I can dig this out of the closet in 20 years and it's just like when I played it the first time. These things are gonna disappear. I guarantee you, it won't be for a long time. But we're gonna go back and play Wii U games, however many years from now. It's gonna be like post to Meverse, and you click it, and it'll be like unable to connect because Meverse mm-hmm. will cease to be because it'll be replaced by something else. And like every game on the Wii right now, so heavily integrates and bakes in Meverse, and there's Meverse logos everywhere. But in like ten years, you're gonna go back and play that game, and it's gonna be like half the function is broken because there's no yeah, Meverse. That, that means you won't even be able to play the six second sketch in Wario. Game that won't Wario. work whatsoever. The tickers of Meverse stuff and some other stuff won't work. Um, all the online leaderboards obviously won't work. Like it's just gonna be weird. I know this is how games work, but it's just weird to think that. When you went, when you go and grab an N64 game, it's the full game. You play it, and it's exactly how you remember. This time, you're you're gonna be playing like a janky, half-working thing. Yeah. Especially if you dig up like an old console, an old game that like yeah. got a whole bunch of patches that fixed it later. But yeah, you don't have the internet. And you don't so, have the patches. So you're pretty much stuck playing like the game in its. Yeah, so it's just it's just weird to think that like because Nintendo, since they relate to the online bandwagon, it's like oh whatever you know at least the games are gonna remain time you know ageless mm-hmm. and timeless. Nope. <laughs> this stuff is going to become common. We're going to start losing features left and right over years. And one day, it's, one day, like, if you're showing your kid, hey, check out this Wii thing, he'll be like, how come when I click everything, it says no service? <laughs> <laughs> like, they already shut down all the Wii channels. Like, weather doesn't work, news doesn't work, Nintendo channel doesn't work. They're all dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You load them and nothing happens. So, it's, it's like a half-baked console now. It's very strange. It's that is very true. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange realization to come to. I mean, it's true for our phones, it's true for our computers, it's true for everything. But mm-hmm. it's just extra weird because you are used to Nintendo games being a certain way, and now they're no longer that way. So, so weird. The one downside of online services. Boo. Yeah. So on that kind of depressing note, let's spin mm-hmm. things around. Uh, that's it for news. But there is, of course, games we've been playing. I mean, the episode's named after Donkey Kong, not in name, but in implication. And it's on, like... Donkey Kong, and uh, we also have on Epic, so... We should probably get an Epic out of the way, because, I mean, it's a uh, smaller game. Okay, let's do an Epic first, go for it. And then, since we don't have stuff to talk about, Donkey Kong. Right. Yeah, yeah Donkey Kong's going to be, we're going to have to figure out how best tackle is, because I think we all have different things we want to say, but well, well, whatever, go ahead, I'll let, you, Epic. I'll let you think about it while I say some stuff about on Epic. Yeah, so on Epic. So, well, oh, no, I was going to say, like, what well, well, you're... Well, you're going to say about Donkey Kong, I'm pretty sure it's like, well, you have a different experience, so. I feel like we're going to overlap in terms of, like, a lot of, we'll, we'll worry about, we'll, we'll just let it happen. happen how it happens. We'll cross that bridge when. We get there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know expressions. Mm, well, half of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so on Epic. So, I'm banking on who made the game, 
You maybe you know you can fill it in. Who? I don't remember, but they were at Indycade. And they're from Germany. I do know that. The German game. Well, either way, about the game. And uh, <laughs> for an indie game, the production values are pretty high. The entire game is um has voiceover. Really? Yeah. Everything. German can... accents? No, they. Okay, dubbed. good. It's totally good. No. Um. Yeah, it's uh, dubbed locally, I guess. But um, I don't know. I mean, like for a two D side scroller, it's a Metroidvania style game where again you start with nothing. But it also has a lot of um. A, a common trope in the indie world. Yep. But it has a lot of um. I guess RPG, MMO, RPG elements. Um, there's like a lot of leveling up. Every enemy you encounter and that you fight <laughs> um, gives you experience that you then, once every time you level up and you list the experience, you get to distribute your points that you get when you level up to like your armor, health, every single specific type of weapon levels up in its own way. Mm-hmm. And you could also. So it has a lot of RPG. Stuff, yeah. Which yeah. I think you did. Yeah, you, you collect it from like. <laughs> you collect a bunch of different elements to make potions, but you can only make your potions in a certain area. So there's a lot of exploration and backtracking. But the game has a really good way of, um, I guess, taking away some of the frustrations of backtracking by giving you, um, I guess, a network of tunnels that you unlock as you progress through the game. Mm-hmm. So. Are they basically shortcuts? Yeah, they're basically shortcuts. Like, um, every single hub or, like, I guess area, like, there's the cave, there's the mines, there's the tower. Mm-hmm. And um, each one of them has, like, a door that you could access. <laughs> that you access, and then when you go through that door, it leads you to a room with that's just pretty much full of doors. And every single one of those doors takes you to another place. By the way, you don't remember the name of the developer because it's a guy. It's just one guy. Yeah. Whoa, and I'm, his name's... Francisco Teles de Menezes. De Menezes? Oh. That doesn't sound German. I think it's Spanish. Yeah, it's Spanish. I think the, he's the from Spain, Spain. Not, Spain. Yeah, Spain, <laughs> not Germany. Oh, crazy. Yeah, because I was like, I don't remember the German part. That's Well, that makes it even more impressive. One day. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, you're saying. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the, the doors that you, like, pretty much teleport to anywhere in the game, but you can't use those doors, of course, until you've gone to that actual area by foot. Right. And um, I've been playing on the hardest difficulty, which means that I have to save manually, so I can't just, like... I want to Super save. old school. Yeah, like, I wanted to have, I guess, the experience as authentic as possible. Right. But um, the game does give you, like, a kind of a nice little item early on in the game. It's like a halo, and you could equip it to anywhere you want. What's Master Chief doing? Sorry, that was super late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Please ignore that. So, in the game, in order to save... You have to go to this giant golden cube, and there's, like, a spirit trapped inside of it. And if uh-huh. you stand on the light, it saves the game for you and gives you all your health back. But no matter where you are in the game, you can use the halo to teleport to that cube whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of, like, a delay before you use the halo, so if you're getting attacked, you probably won't be able to finish the animation that actually teleports you. So you kind of have to make yourself some room and get yourself to a safe spot so you can actually use it. But, well... I lost my train of thought. You're talking about the the cube. Um. Okay. The cube, and then oh, that's right. <laughs> you customize it by putting it on the search. And the gamepad, I guess, doubles as your inventory. And you have a lot of inventory space. Everything you get, like your weapons, your potions, you can like equip them to, like I guess, all the face buttons. But right. even though you could put them, you could set them to A, B, X, Y. Mm-hmm. You could also set them to hold down L button, A, B, X, Y, hold down R button, A, B, X, Y. The or fact hold... that they need to include that feature oh, says oh, a lot. <laughs> or hold down L and R and then A, B, X, Y. And yeah. if that's still not enough room or... for you, 
you could, um, there's like a thing, like a four by six grid of just inventory space that you could just tap and it'll just make your item appear, like on the game. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of inventory space. And in addition to that, like, let's say you want to keep track of, um, how many potions for like instant healing that you get as you're going along. When you go, when you press start and go to your inventory, you could actually select track in touchscreen. And then as you're collecting those items that you want to keep track of, it'll keep a list right there like oh you have five of this five of that right, you otherwise right. you'll have to manually go into your inventory and see how many you have this really is an old school rpg to the core in the sense that like there's so many items to grab and collect yeah. and use and there's also a lot of like side quests like you could just talk to random npcs and they'll yeah. give you different tasks to do and it also keeps track of every single task that you have on the little nice list mm-hmm. that has its own dedicated space on the touchscreen so all that information is always like readily available on the touchscreen which is just really cool yeah and then, I mean, there's also a map, but the map is actually only, as far as I can tell, only available on the TV. And you access it by, I think you press Y, and it just makes a, a map appear. That gets mm-hmm. filled in Metroid-style, like... Right, as you, as you find Yeah, every room you enter makes a room appear. Yeah. Yep. And I guess, like, throughout the game, like, the game's really dark, because obviously you're in a castle. Yeah. But, um, as you have a lighter, and you have to light up every single torch that you go, that you pass. Otherwise, everything's going to stay dark forever. Right. So, I don't know, it's a really deep game, and it's also very light in the... So, they may call it an epic, but in reality, it actually is pretty epic. Am I right? A lot of of content, but... Uh, No? Maybe? Okay. (laughs) How how much was it? Because it sounds like there's... That's it? It sounds like there's a ton of content. Yeah, there is. And it's also pretty... uh, I find it pretty funny. I mean, it has a lot of, like... Pop culture game references. Here well, it is. It, from what I've read about, it's an ode to like those old school adventure games, old school RPGs and stuff, right? So like. Well, a, I mean, not just like I mean, like there's been like some Metal Gear Solid references. There's, uh, like, a lot but, of, well, like, I guess my, I guess stuff. my point was, if it's an ode to an well, old I mean, school I mean, game, I mean, it's gonna reference gaming in general a lot. Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely like an ode to like in gameplay right. mechanics. Yeah, definitely that. So, right. so I'd recommend it. I mean, cool. I mean, for ten bucks, really, can't really, really go enjoying too it so far. Like, I didn't think I'd enjoy it this much, but I'm really right. enjoying it. So yeah, but that's what I gotta say about an epic. Pretty, pretty, pretty. I'm gonna make the joke again. Pretty epic. Am I right? No, still no. Like, still nothing. Epic. What is an epic? That that's its name. I yep. Know I know. I'm just dissecting your joke. So Donkey Kong. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think the game. Yeah, I get to play on an ice world for a game called Tropical Freeze. Yeah, that is kind of funny. That takes forever. I'm sure to there's to, some but later in the game, but yeah, I haven't gotten there either yet. Um. But yeah, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze has been out for now two weeks, uh, and I, I think we can all agree it's, it's it's pretty fun. It is. Jose can't agree. Yeah. There we go. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll just... Both animation. Yeah, I was going to say, that's one thing, well, dude, should we start with the graphics and work away yeah, the gameplay? Alright, so in terms of graphics, at least in my opinion, it looks like a CG movie, practically. Like, the attention to detail at the animations... Yeah, there's some it's levels so where, um, especially there's like a part where every time you fight a boss, it's always like it's quiet and you're just kind of just standing there. Yeah, it's like just an empty road. Yeah, I don't know. There was one I think where you fight the in the second world. Like I don't know, I just thought it looked so good, like across like the night sky and then mm-hmm. the plants and everything. Like it just looked like a almost like a CG painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it does look really good. It's funny because when Is we first right? played the game at. Uh, the E3 event at Best Buy last June, and then we played again at Kong Kong. Both times I was like, 
yeah, this is just up-res Donkey Kong Country. Sure, whatever. But then with the delay, I, I don't know what they did, but I was looking at side-by-side screenshot comparisons the other day online, and uh, from the original demo to what we have now, see, I don't know, I they the bumped same. up the... No, they the, it's way more vibrant. They cleaned up the textures. They enhanced the like uh, geometry of a lot of stuff. It just lo- it looks significantly... Not significantly, but noticeably different than it did when they first revealed it at E3. So now, it, like at the time, like it looks up-res, but now it looks actually beyond that you start seeing little details like uh the character animations i don't know if you know there's this rat enemy in world two i guess he has a little sneakers on no i just have a eb sneakers on but when he's walking he's sniffing the ground you see his nose wiggle like the attention to detail is nuts or like even the backgrounds on so many stages go so far back it almost looks like it could be a 3ds game with the amount of depth in the background it has like it would look so great in 3D if, well, part if it one, would. Def- I mean, like well, yeah. it's gonna be exactly. good in 3D and it became 3D. Exactly, this one won't because it's HD. But mm-hmm. but um, but just a little attention to detail, like you know, and there's a windmill stage in World Two where it's just like endless windmills going back and back and back. And then uh, I noticed in one stage there's a little, it's really just off to the side, kind of out of view. But there's a tree, and in the tree was an itty bitty woodpecker pecking on the tree, like mm. it, as would be the case in nature. Like, it's just, like, so cool, the amount of detail they go into and how everything, like, yeah, moves like with the breeze and... I remember um, a review they put it really well where they said that um, a lot of the game design looks like it wasn't just, like, slapped together. Like, a lot of, like, cut and paste parts, like, some yeah. platformers. Yeah, it, like all it, yeah, it all looks like, yeah, like, it's an actual and it, yeah connected world or something. And, I mean, that's on top of... The one thing that, like, the one thing from... I mean, Donkey Kong Country Returns look pretty good at its own, right? But the one thing that everyone's like, oh, that's so cool, is those silhouette levels they had. Mm. In this one, I guess it's the crisp, crispness, but, man, the silhouette levels no, look they good. Do. It they look so <laughs> Every bit of it looks like good. a really good wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> it's because it's, 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 it's so crisp. Like, it's perfectly crisp. It's so good. Like, I kept... When I was playing... I, I actually played the first... There's a silhouette world level here in World 1. Spoilers, and I uh, I actually played it like four times just to like be like wow. digest not like in a row because I played it I and then I was like hey come take a look at this and then played it again <laughs> like hey have you seen this yet and played it like a third time and played it again on my own a fourth time because it's like this looks so good also that level in particular really cool how um it, it was Bayou themed and they had New Orleans jazz style music playing the music actually is the other major while we're on topic of like presentation the music is really good it's on par with that actually no it, it exceed. it's probably the like it's in composing from I, I know no I was gonna say it's on par with the rest of the game's quality but no I'd say it's probably the highlight like well, the game's really like good the but the music's, music's so really good cool. I was I mean, getting a really really big um Donkey Kong Country 2 vibe from it like the music overall yeah like, like if I mean obviously I can all the same composer like all the but it's um yeah David Wise yeah like it's all like um this reminded me more of that game in particular than any other, especially that theme in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. It almost sounded like the pirate theme from the part two in the beginning. Yeah, you could tell David Wise had a lot of ideas, like because he hasn't done Donkey Kong since Super Nintendo days. You could tell he he just there's a lot of ideas in his head, and once Retro approached him, he's like, "Oh, perfect!" Because I mean, there's mm-hmm. like the first boss is like random like cheesy '80s guitar riffs that fit really well, and then there's like the Bayou with the jazz music. There's um. World 2, there's this level with, uh, there's these birds that are blowing vocal horns. music. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and they have the birds blowing the horns, and they and it sounds almost like yodeling music. Like, the music fits each world and each mm-hmm. level so well, and it's so varied and so diverse. It's just, it's great. It's it probably, like, normally when I tweet about a game, I tweet about the game, but this time I tweet about the soundtrack. Like, yeah, for me, that's rare. Good. Yeah, it's super good. So catchy and cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, uh, the only thing missing is the DK rap, but you know what? That's a good thing. <laughs> but no, in terms of like the gameplay itself, though, uh, it, I think one interesting thing about when you think they added that was really cool. Yeah, 
was uh, I've only seen it in one level so far, so I don't know if they'll do it more. But during mid gameplay, they went into like cutscene and then back into gameplay real quick. Oh yeah, that's kind of a neat touch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they only used to do that with bosses. Like, you'd be walking and then stop yeah, and then do a cutscene. I think scene. this was a minecart level, and then yeah. you yep. fall down. Yeah, seamless. they fall down in yeah. World 1. Yeah. It's really seamless. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and, and the swooping camera helps with that cinematic mm. feel. That Actually, the swooping camera, which Nintendo was hyping up so much at E3, and I remember at the time we were like, okay, your point? Like, it actually really helps give it that CG movie feel. Because, like, the attention detail of the animation can only do so much, but having the camera zoom in and out dynamically and swoop and move, it really does feel like you're playing a movie. Yeah, and then the last level I think we played today yeah. was another minecart level, and like the camera just moved a lot. At one point, it moved like kind of overhead uh-huh. behind them, uh-huh. so it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 a really nice touch, and oh, and they added like a lot more rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Sonic. Oh game. yeah, I know the level we're talking about. Yeah, but the um, I was gonna say though that it's funny because the Wii U has so many platformers on it right now, but yet somehow Tropical Freeze still really was easily able to find its own identity, like. It's definitely not Mario. It's definitely Ronald Rayman. It's its own beast, no pun intended. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I wonder how. Well, much... I mean, they also all play like really differently. Like Donkey Kong definitely has like its own like, like its own way. It's on like its own jumping mechanic. That's what I was gonna say. To it. That's what I was actually about to say. Is that uh, I think I... the most the biggest difference, like, because Mario and Rayman in terms of how they feel. I mean, that ghost jump thing is like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. but yeah, yeah. kind of how like Mario or Mario and Rayman they do kind of blend in terms of how they feel when you pick them up. Like they're similar. Rayman obviously can float with his little hover thing, but if you pick yeah, up Rayman... Rayman feels faster, though. Like, I know, but if you pick up Rayman and you've only been playing Mario platformers, which is what I did when I played your copy of Legends or played the app Challenges app, I didn't go, oh, I have to, like, get used to the timing. I just went. But with Donkey Kong, there's so much... His weight, and it, well, all the characters, like, the weight is so much there and the momentum that that weight drives, you really have to, like... It really feels different. Like, yeah, especially guess- momentum. Especially when you're on Rambi. The momentum with Rambi, like, if you're not careful you'll just, like, plow off a stage sometimes. Like, there's mm-hmm. one where you have to jump, and I just kept falling off because I kept, like, yeah. boosting Rambi, so and, and going back to the um, the animations, like, I don't know, they really help, like, emphasize that momentum, like, I guess, like, the way, like, Donkey Kong, like, lands, or, like, when oh, he's, like, yeah. pushing this, like, stuff away, like, when he's running, like, the dirt. Yeah, and there's like, definitely, like, like, a little... Yeah. Ripple of sorts, like oh, his fur. Yeah. His fur. We didn't mention yeah. the fur when talking about the crappy, graphics. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, it, it, it looked like when he starts to run, it looks like his body's too fast. For oh him. yeah, yeah. Cr- the attention to detail in those characters, by the way, is so great. Yeah. Do you notice Cranky has age lines around his mm-hmm. on his face? Yeah. Also, he has impeccable yeah. teeth. Yeah, the teeth really. Oh, his dentures. So. Yeah, you know what I find weird. Half of the time, Donkey Kong has teeth, and half the time he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh yeah. On the box, he does. In the game, he doesn't. It's 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 bizarre. He does have that smile. He does. That winning Donkey Kong oh, smile. Mm-hmm. That's really like when, uh, like, I guess, all the characters, when, like, especially Dee Dee. Yeah. It's, like, so adorable. When you're yeah. standing still, the and then you, when you, when you, and then when you start running, I don't know where he's, like, he has to hold his hat. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, see, that's just another... running, and then you turn to the other direction right away, he, like, has to scuffle. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just really cool. It's just another great example of how they yeah. basically made a CG, like, the character animation is basically CG movie level. Like, oh. it's, as, it's as if they storyboarded exactly how you're going to play it, I mean, it's it played out. I mean, I'm sure they did. So much detail. Not mm-hmm. the, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, no, I was going to mention the reference to her Dixie Kong, her idol, her air guitar. Oh. Yeah. And when she beats the level in Donkey Country 2, she yeah, plays she natural like, guitar. Yeah. And so did he rap? There's there's little there's little tucked away secrets everywhere. So in World One, when you're oh, on the, your way to the first yeah, the, secret the exit, there's a phonogram right there, or phonograph or whatever it's called right there. And uh, if you play it, 
the original yeah, music? Yeah, it's the original music. It, yeah, I, I put it on Miiverse when I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I haven't found the ship, though, Matrix. Samus' ship. Yeah, it's in the background in a level, isn't Somewhere, it? Somewhere, yeah. yeah. I mean, we thought it was in that level, the first level, level that you encountered. No, it's but... in one with, like, a reddish hue, not oh. green, I think. I might be wrong. Everyone's, um. like, stuck in trees in the background. Yeah. Like, it's it's like the tree yeah, trunk forms it, basically. Yeah, because yeah. we were just, like, playing the level until, like, um, I was pointed out, like, hey, that's a summary in the background or something. Now, like, oh, that's right. I forgot that there could be stuff in the background. And... Yeah, there's actually something where, well, since we're talking about, like, submarines in the background... I really love, I don't know what to call it, jungle steampunk. I don't know what to call it, but like the way the mechanical and the organic combine, uh, like it's really cool. Like it's not quite steampunk, but there's like a lot of mechanical elements, but there's, in the first two worlds, first world in particular, a lot of mechanical elements and a lot of like organic natural things, and they're really cleverly intertwined at times. Like the level design's yeah. great in terms of how they look, and actually in terms of how it plays too. Like I think this is another thing that sets DK apart from some other platforms like New Super Mario Brothers. Beyond just like the character control and how they handle, mm-hmm. is the um, levels like they're just first of all there's six you know there's six worlds handful of levels per world but those levels notably are long like really long like there's like three sometimes four check you can speed run them but any level that has up to four checkpoints is longer than a typical Mario De- they definitely feel longer than some of Mario 3D World's levels. I don't know. I don't know if they felt super long either. They did to me. The carpet might be the difficulties higher. They kind of so felt like the same more. length as... It's <laughs> true. <laughs> like, they kind of felt like the same length as, like, the Donkey Kong... Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm not saying it's different from Returns. I'm just saying compared to other Wii U platforms, oh. it stands out for being long levels. Because, like, that's what I was saying. Like, it has its own identity versus yeah. other stuff. Because Wii U has way too many platforms. Not too many, but a ton of platforms. But this one really stands out because it's like you're investing in that level. It's not just like a one-and-done thing. You're there for a while. And you're going through it for a while, but yeah, um, that's the other thing. Difficulty, it, yeah. it, it it's harder than a Mario game. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it's because of well, one is because of that the characters feel different. There's so much momentum that sometimes you have to slow yourself down, but then you go flying away, no, you yeah, know, yeah. and the weight of everything. But also, I think it's just really good level design. Which no, is no, the other yeah, thing I was like, like I always consider Donkey Kong like the. Like, oh, like, oh, if you want a challenge on a Nintendo console, you would get, like, a Donkey Kong Country platformer. Exactly, yeah. And the level design is just so good. I mean... You ever played the African one? Yeah, the, the Savannah Plains. Yeah, and like, the little... Yeah, it looks like Lion King. Yeah, yeah I was going to reference that, actually. I was going to say that, like, the level design, they clearly... I feel like what Retro did with the first Donkey Kong they did, Returns, is almost like, hey, guys, look, we can make a Donkey Kong game. Like, this is how... See, we know how to do it. And this one, they're like, hey, guys, we're making Donkey Kong our own now. Look at what we can do. Like, look at what we can do. Opposed to just, we can do it. Now look at how we're going to make it unique. In a sense of, like, they just went crazy with level designs. Like, I mean, there's one where you're on... The, the one they showed at the uh, VGX back in December, jumping on Jello. Okay, that's random, mm. but sure. There's a Savannah level with, like, the Lion King giraffes. There's uh, that we talked about already. I think the horn, the mm, horn level cool. where... Music. Birds in the background of the level are shooting music or blowing out through the front, and the music's all synced up with the level and everything. Well, in the end of the level, you're actually like inside us. A... Yeah, and you're inside a giant, a, a giant instrument. instrument of some sort, and you fly up mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like they had a lot of fun with the level design this time around. Like the last one definitely felt like it was playing a bit safe, and this one's just like, whatever. Let's see. What we... It's almost like the Mario Galaxy situation. Well, the last level of the first one was actually really cool. Well, like yeah, but the, the but the last level, the rest <laughs> of the game. Like, it wasn't bad by any means. I really enjoyed Returns. But this one, they just went, like, pie in the sky, do what you want, be crazy. It's like how Galaxy 1 had some cool ideas, but then Galaxy 2 just went, like, nuts with, like, crazy, interesting things. 
or even how Super Mario 3D World, because the Galaxy team was so comfortable at that point, just did all sorts of interesting things. Yeah. It's that type of idea, and I, I think that really works for a game. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes so it better. So obviously, like, there's a lot of positive things, and I can't really think of anything like that I really can hold against it, except oh. for except for one thing. I think I'm about to say, or I think I'm thinking the same thing. Oh, uh, not all, I really doubt it. I it's impossible uh, for you to clear thing. Oh. Well, I have something then. Yeah, so, sure, it's, like, easy to add and drop a person when you want to play co-op. Right. And right when you add someone, um, they get to pick their character. I mean, they get to pick any character right from the beginning. I assume, like, like oh, okay, maybe you have to unlock the monkeys for some reason. But, um, as soon as, like, my brother wanted to, like, change monkeys, we were like, where is the option? We couldn't find it anywhere. And maybe, oh, it's and, not there. And maybe there is one, yeah, but... It's not there. Yeah, it turns out um, you have to drop and then go back in again and then pick the monkey. Yeah, that's a big oversight. It's kind of tedious. A, that's a very big oversight for a game... For a game on a system that emphasizes yeah, local... characters. Yeah, and emphasizes local <laughs> yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, like, I mean, so like, it just seemed like, 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 no, like, they couldn't have missed this option. I mean, it's like... Considering like, how much detail and everything they put into everything, it's like... They're too busy adding age lines to, um, to <laughs> yeah, Cranky. It, yeah, it, it really does seem like a big oversight. Like, just something they just... Yeah. You know, like, sense. but it is worth knowing that those characters, even if you don't get to pick who you control, the variety they add is actually pretty noble. I mean, well, Dixie feels like an extended... Dixie feels like an extended Diddy, kind of. But... I'll put it this way I'll put it this way when I'm playing single player and I have the choice when it lets you choose which Kong you know sometimes the barrel spins I always yeah, go no why would I do Diddy when I could just do Dixie and get the same hover plus a boost like why would I not take because the boost because Diddy would let you do farther jumps and Dixie can only let you do oh that's true that's true mm, no. no wait no Dixie, you can do the same distance because Dixie, you hover and then you get a boost. So yeah, you might not go. You might go down as you go far, but then you boost back up to the same height, if not higher. So it's kind of the same as Diddy. But I mean, I guess Diddy has a better uh, Kong Pao. Yeah. See, I haven't really used Kong Pao that much. Which see, Kong Pao is that that helpful? I haven't. It could be if you use Diddy. <laughs> All right, there we go. But so that that's one of the new things in in uh, Tropical Freeze is the ability to wipe the screen of enemies. Well, I mean, we don't really either like. Because, I mean, there's never, I feel like, enough enemies that you feel overwhelmed. Yeah. It's just more like, oh, we should just stock up on balloons. So whenever we have a chance, we'll just use it just to get more balloons. Yeah. But, oh, that's or fun- with Cranky, we'll just get more coins. Which That's the funny thing I've noticed out. about um, balloons, which are lives, for those who don't play Donkey Kong games. Um, I'm dying a lot. Like Donkey Kong I'm dying a lot. What? No, they're not shaped like Donkey Kong's head anymore. No. When were they? Oh, they were, yeah. In Donkey Kong oh, yeah. And all the country. Yeah. And all the old, uh, I always thought they looked like little gummy bear. Not gummy bear, but gummy. That makes sense now. Gummy, oh, yeah. I never gummy thought heads. about it. Yeah. And part two, and there were all Diddy's head. Whoever the main character was. Right. Time. But yeah, the thing I was going to say Whoa. is something just fell. Yeah, I dropped the T-square. Oh. The ruler. Yeah. And what I was going to say is... um, well, well, Oh, yeah. The no, I forgot what I No. Oh, right. Lives. Oh, yeah. yeah so I'm dying a lot, and I'm fine with that. But I'm not losing... Like, I keep getting balloons back without doing anything. I guess... Like, the game, yes, it's hard on one hand, and I think that's part of the level length issue I was describing, especially because, like, there have been times I've been playing a level, and I'll get halfway through, and I'll be like, I've only collected a K. Where's the ONG? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right, there's still half a level. Like, because I've been playing for so long, and like, how do I not have the full Kong spelled out? Yeah, now I realize I'm only halfway through, but, because um, it's a long level, but, <laughs> but my point with that was, no, I think part of that level length is because I keep dying, but... I yet I still haven't run out. I've never gotten a game over. I'm still going up in lives, even as I die. Like I don't know. I guess they're just very generous with bananas and banana know, coins. A couple game overs. But yeah, I I have yet to. Yeah, because I mean we lose 
two lives at once every time. Well, that that would be why in, in your case, place, yeah. Like but like even with um, you don't lose two lives at once. No, I mean, no, I'm one person. Yeah, I'm one person. I'm one person. Yeah, I'm one player. Why would I lose two? But you get the power of the individual monkey. But it's still one playable character, as far as I'm concerned. It's the monkey on DK's back, so I, I get DK's yeah. like it's a ability enhancement. No, 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 because I mean, let's say you had two lives and then you fall off. No, let's say you the have... lives are based on player, not based no, on no, character. No, 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 there. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, no, that's that's what I'm wondering because I don't know because like if there is a if you have, let's say you have one life left and you have Diddy on your back, if sure. you die, do you come back with Diddy and Donkey Kong? No, nope, only DK. Oh, so it does count. You don't lose a life, you just don't get Diddy back. You lose one life, but Diddy doesn't come back. Obviously, yeah. So if you had two lives, would you get Diddy back? That's what I want to know. Because I don't know. Wait, what? No, it's okay. A, it's a one Hold player on. Issue. That's Here's how it works in single player. player. Here's how it works in single player. So you always come if back and I have Diddy, yourself, that's it. If I have Diddy, Dixie, or Cranky, doesn't matter. If he's on my back and I die, I lose the second character and I lose a single life. The reason you lose two lives is because there's a person representing that second character. So it no, no, I got you. I got that part. part. Yeah. But, but I come back solo as oh, just DK. Okay. Yeah, did you just say that that you always come back solo? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were wondering. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I will say though that um, I do have two small complaints about the game because we've been talking very highly about it. But one, the bonus rooms by World Two they're already repeating. Yeah. Well, I mean that's yeah. six levels before they start repeating eight or nine if you count the heat same secret levels yeah. but I, I, I that's th- weird I, I thought that'd be a problem for me but I mean you kind of go through them so fast it's like you don't even really know I know but I did enjoy it's like oh now I'm bouncing around now I'm shooting out barrels now I'm doing this now I'm doing that now I'm climbing on vines oh now I'm bouncing around again oh now I'm tra- like they were so good with the variety of everything else in the game animations level design everything and then it's like the same four bonus rooms I mean, which are hidden in practically every level or every two levels so you would think they might mix it up a little it's a very minor nitpick. <laughs> I'll be honest. The bigger nitpick for it's, me... It's, it's more of a, like, I wish they could have done it this way, but it's right. not. So. Yeah, that's all. But the bigger the bigger uh, issue for me, or the load times are kind of annoying. I got spoiled by other Wii U games, like uh, uh, Mario 3D World, where it was just like, it just, you're in. Like this, really I understand it's because the, low, the levels are long, and of course you didn't notice because you have each other keep you company and chat while you wait. But it could take probably. 15 to 30 seconds for a level to load. Yeah, and I... the worst part is when you get to the loading screen, the loading screen then has trouble loading itself <laughs> as it's loading the level. I don't know if you noticed, Never. it stutters. The loading screen actually stars about halfway through its load. I'm like, really? You can't even load your own loading screen? <laughs> like, yeah. But it's, it's really not horrible. You no, know, I think it's funny because like, we were more than halfway done with the game and I don't think... We've ever gone like, whoa, it's taking forever to load. Like, not even once. Or well, it's because I'm just sitting there staring know, at well, yeah. staring yeah. at Donkey Kong. Yeah. Across, know, that, he runs point. across two-thirds of the screen. He kind of, like, stutters, <laughs> and then he runs around across the rest. The worst thing... I don't think I've ever seen the stutter, though. I've seen it, sure. when you When you first jump into the game, you know how it does the cloud thing yeah, to yeah. load the world map? It'll, like, cloud, 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 freeze, cloud, 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 cloud. Like, it's just like the clouds just stop moving for, like, a, maybe, like, half a second, which isn't a huge thing, but you notice it when you're alone. <laughs> Stereo at the That's TV. That's you play the game of the co-op game. Apparently. But I think overall, though, I mean, that's such a nitpick. Overall, it's just a really solid game. Like, it's really fun. It looks great. It plays great. It has variety. It feel, It has its own unique identity and how it, like, feels. Like, it, it's just a really good oh, game. I always like seeing Dee or Dixie run during the load screens. Like, the run looks so smooth. Oh, yeah. Even though Except I don't think, when it's done. So, so. Oh, one of those, like, side note that I just yeah. want to mention. I mean, it's, it's the same holds true for Country Returns, but, um, man, like, this game is, like, it's still, 
the way they do um co-op is just so good in this game also just because like, you could totally pay attention to the fact that um a lot of the times they're gonna they have a lot of their uh, a lot of their obstacles are like oh jump over this big gap from enemy to enemy yeah but um the enemies like they i guess they die right away but i guess like they leave them on there long enough so both people could jump on them right like they've been like maybe once or twice where like always jumped on an enemy before i did i'm like oh man i'm not gonna make it and but then, then like i still it. barely like i jump on the enemy too yeah yeah, they, right, that, that they've been really conscious of that, and also just the fact. But that also, they, you you also never get in each other's way either, because it's like you don't really exist in the same space. Yeah, there's no collision so, detection between yeah, the but, two characters. But at, so, like, I guess at the same time, it's also like you're both playing a one-player game yeah, simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're not really playing cooperatively; you're just playing simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, powers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The power thing is yeah, actually. Donkey Kong is like. I mean, I'm playing a Donkey Kong, so I get nothing special. My jump. Yeah, and Elvis gets all the cool stuff. The special but, thing is that you're Donkey Kong. Yeah, pretty much. I <laughs> yeah, get you, get, you, get, you get to wear a tie and nothing else. It's like Mario and all the Mario games. The thing is, like, you're Mario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I was gonna say though that we should probably touch on before we conclude our impression. We should probably touch on the fact that there are now three characters and they're all different. Mm. Well, one thing like, you'll never see is that. Um, well, Diddy has his Did you say popper. Yeah, well, he took Oh, off. right, 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 yeah. And then Dixie, I guess, also has poppers, but she, she shoots little bouncy balls. Huh. And Cranky Kong, from his cane, I don't know how, he shoots a bunch of dentures. That's awesome. And they just jump. That's so great. But yeah, I, I was going to say that I think part of the reason the game feels so varied and fresh and, like, the levels, like, you never, like, grow We've tired been of it. for a Wii U game in a long time that what? we're ready to take anything. What? That, we're, that we've been thirsty for a Wii U? No, I was going to say because time. the characters opened up new possibilities for them. Oh. They could do all sorts of stuff involving different heights and whatnot using Dixie versus Diddy. They can do all sorts of like, so obstacle dodging with uh, Cranky uh, and new se- and like the way to discover secrets. Like They put secrets in every nook and cranny of these levels. Like There are puzzle pieces tucked away where you wouldn't expect them. There's secret rooms in weird places. Some of them you need certain characters to get to. Then you have the online leaderboards, the speedrunning. Which is pretty much ta- like they're tailor made for speedruns. The fact that you can like watch videos of other people and whatnot, that like, they just really packed a lot in there to keep things fresh. So that's mm-hmm. all I was gonna say. But uh, which are the which? So which of the three Kongs you use the most, Elvis? Please. Um, uh, I guess Dixie. Yeah, that's why when but I can I choose, cranky I cranky also. It's because cranky's so different. Yeah, cranky really does feel like. Very, like Dixie and Diddy kind of blend, but Cranky's and then, like, yeah. I mean, Diddy, when I use him, I use him more like I want to see him in the cutscenes because he has like the cuddle factor. Like, I just want right. to see him on screen, right? You just, you just love Diddy, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, these are like from Cranky and Diddy and Dixie. Cranky, it took me, I know you press A twice, like, I get that, but uh, for some reason, I thought it was going to be more complex than that. I thought you had to like tap A right before you hit the ground, see, just like when you're bouncing. That's what I thought, and that's what I was doing every time, and I would die because I would time it right, yeah, and then I realized you have to yeah, do it. Yeah, because when you do that, you're also like shortening the height of your jump because you're tapping yep. it. Yep, but, that's how no, I was but, doing but, it. But it's really just like, oh, why are you just hold A and that's it? Yeah. So you also have to hold it so you can jump higher. Stay yep. Higher. Yep. yep. But I thought it was, yeah, I just thought it was going to be a little more. A little I think more that's how it. it is in um, Shovel Knight. Shovel I think Knight. it might be. I should know I played it. I don't know why I don't know. <laughs> uh, I th- well, yeah, back in October at IndieK. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot it's fun. It. I want it. The March 31st. Can't wait. Uh, but yeah, so I guess overall, I mean, I would wholeheartedly... If you own a Wii U, you should own Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. It's basically my philosophy. And if you don't own a Wii U, there's actually a pretty good variety of games you can get now that are all very highly rated and are all really fun. I mean, Mario, Donkey Kong, Wind Waker, 
uh, Monster Hunter. Monster there's Hunter. really a game of every kind. Like, I mean, you have just yeah. Like, there's just not a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like one really good game for, for every, every genre. genre. But if you're a platforming yeah. fan, the Wii is kind of like a and if platforming you the Wii, mecca and, now. And if you include the eShop, I mean. Yeah, and then like yeah. I know you, Elvis, are right there on Sonic Lost World, oh, and, yeah. and you're still releasing so the Zelda though. DLC at some point. Like, there's oh, the Zelda one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a like it it the Wii U does offer a lot, and Donkey just the latest in a long lineage of solid platforming games. Sonic Lost is probably the hardest Wii game, Wii U game yet. Wait, which one? Sonic Lost. So far. Oh, <laughs> oh god, so. <laughs> I remember getting yeah, annoyed so at that. Yeah, and when they have to cut a game to give you ten lives every time you die, instead that of that five. means there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what have we done? So, so, so I assume uh, in terms of Donkey Kong, I'm guessing you guys say yay, yay. not nay. Yay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, yeah, sure. Really, what's holding you back from getting no, a no, glowing no, endorsement, no. Jose? No, I, I'm just not gonna raise my voice. Oh, you could fine. Just yeah, I said yay. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry. You know, the definition of sure is confident in what one thinks or knows, having no doubt yeah. that one is right. You yeah, said, said, yeah, sure. But colloquially, saying yeah, sure is kind of like a brush off. That's how you want to interpret it. No, that's how our society interprets it. Yeah, sure. And on that note, <laughs> that does it for episode 65 of the Random Podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, a few things to keep in mind about on the site in the mean... Uh, we have our Volume 6 of Flashback, all about Nintendo DS, with Jose's awesome hand-drawn artwork, sort of hand-drawn, and computerized hand-drawn, oh, sort of. digital hand-drawn. It's not hand-drawn. Okay, hand-drawn. I wasn't it's, sure if that was I'm strictly just, a I'm, pen I'm, and paper oh, term. Oh, okay. no, I'm, yeah. I'm, digital hand-drawn. Yeah, I'm drawing it on the tablet, but it's still all hand-drawn. Yeah, it's super, like, he does some cool stuff. Your Ghost Trick one in particular looks really good. Yeah, like, the, like, the, the effects <laughs> of the, like... The Ghost Trick one? Yeah, the, the layering of the colors oh. and everything looks oh, really good. I liked it. Oh. We're complimenting you. Just say thank you. <laughs> but anyway, so check out Volume 6 of Flashback on the site and see which four games are our personal favorites. Me and Jose, unfortunately, Elvis, you, you what? weren't what? there. You weren't, you're not part of our article. I'm sorry. What are your two favorite DS games? Go. Think about why I plugged the yeah, rest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's on the site now. Stay tuned for more extras coming up, of course, as always, between episodes. And be sure to tune into our next episode on March 23rd. Because it's gonna it's gonna be a doozy. We have not just Yoshi's New Island impressions since the game's about to come out. There's also gonna be all the news from Game Developers Conference, which kicks off next week. Adjacent sales corner with February MPD numbers and whatever other assortment of news and game impressions there are, including that I think about uh, weapon shop or weapon to Oma. What's it called? Weapon, weapon shop, shop to Oma. Say. say we're gonna have Such a impressions. Wacky game. It's a it's a video game sitcom. Right? It is. So we'll have impressions of that along with Yoshi next episode. And uh, in the meantime, yeah, I was about to say. Any game releases between now and then of like big significance? I guess Yoshi counts. Yoshi, that it. Uh, Yoshi and some indie stuff. Nothing, ballpoint Adventure. Um, I don't remember what else. Huh. But yeah, there's there's a lot happening with Game Developers Conference. Like it's Nintendo usually has a pre, Nintendo off and on again has pretty big prep, big presence and a not big presence. This year seems like a quieter year for Nintendo itself. Like they don't have a keynote or anything this year, but they will surely have a booth with a lot of new indie stuff. So. We will be covering that. Also, if you want to keep up with us in the meantime, you can do so on Twitter or Meverse. I'm JSR7 on Twitter and Jason R on Meverse. Jose is Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O on both services. And Elvis here on Twitter is Drake Redcrest, and as in the guy from Chibi Robo. And on Meverse, is that your handle as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Drake Redcrest on Meverse as well. So... Follow along with us on there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss our March 23rd episode. Or just follow Ram Nintendo on Twitter. 
uh, to see, you know, mm. see what's up with both. Definitely. Are you definitely? <laughs> 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 oh, you're definitely. You're, you're gonna definitely follow us on Twitter. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, so yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Town so you don't miss anything. And now to wrap up our episode, Elvis, your two favorite DS games. Okay, one for sure. It was Ace Attorney Four. That was like Apollo Justice. Yes. Okay. Was, from all the Ace Attorney, that was, that was so that's one. one that What's two? Out. For two, clock's ticking. I guess we're gonna sign off, sign us off soon. From all the DSs, all the DS games I could see from here, I guess on the your one, shelf. Yeah, <laughs> he, he hasn't he hasn't used it just seeing DS games floating through the air. <laughs> <laughs> They're grounded on from the shelf. whim of the moment. I guess as like. As unpopular as it is, like, I can't deny I had a lot of fun playing Transformers. <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> on a on a true Nintendo podcast with true video game fans. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is favorite, right? I, I yeah. was ranking it as, as, oh, for Transformers. No, favorite. Like, Here's the thing about Flashback. The articles, it's never about which games are best. It's about which ones we enjoyed the most. So if you want to say Transformers, that's 100% okay. Yeah, yeah the, the, the game is really I mean, Jose good. put a Ninja Turtle game in our GameCube article. Oh, well, I love that game, too. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, no, like, no, it's okay. I, I would have put, like, this Transformers if I had in, like, like the two. Or, like, it's, it's, it's just so sandbox, Transformer, everything. All right, so we're going Transformers and Ace Attorney? Uh, it, was, it was Ace Attorney for sure. Transformers, I guess it goes from Transformers, Wario, Master of Disguise, or Tactics, I guess. Okay, so a three. <laughs> Good thing you didn't write for you, didn't put yourself in the article because you can't fit that many games. So, so there you have it. You guys uh, have time. I know we have plenty of time. So there you have Patrick's it. Elvis's favorite games are those. If you want to see ours, check out Flashback Volume Six, and we'll be back in two weeks. So go follow us and do all that stuff I was plugging for like twenty minutes, just leading up to this. We'll see you next time. Bye.